0: Our new partner, who I'm really, really excited to announce, we are working with, super, super stoked. Thank you, Andy Huberman, for this connect. It's incredible. Uh, AG1 Athletic Greens, I've been using them for a while. I have them every morning on an empty stomach. Basically, take one scoop, and you put it into a uh, cup or glass or mug of eight ounces of cold water. And this is all your greens for the day. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Every day I take this. It's so good for my digestion, my energy. It's simple, it's easy. I don't like taking a lot of vitamins. So this has been really, really helpful for me. I've had a lot of stomach issues my whole life, and ever since I've been gluten free and taking the AG ones, it's really helped me in my stomach in the mornings. I love it. And I'm so psyched that they're part of the One Life One Chance podcast. I'm sure a lot of people don't like eating greens, let alone drinking your greens, but I can tell you straight up. It's got a mild tropical taste, and the taste is actually really refreshing, and I really look forward to it each morning. Don't, don't think it's just going to be just straight bland. Um, it tastes really, really good, um, and it's good for you, so remember that. This one blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, and aging. It's incredible. Just one scoop, especially for musicians who are vegans or just musicians in general who want to get those daily greens. You can get the packets. It's incredible. I just gave some to my friend Derek from Sepultura. He traveled the whole entire world this summer, and he had he had those every single day. He said it saved him. I bring AG ones with me when I travel. It helps me stay healthy. You know the deal. If you're on tour and you are uh, a picky eater, but you need to have your greens, sometimes catering doesn't have greens. Sometimes you miss the catering. Sometimes you miss the backstage food. Sometimes it's too late after the show to go get food that you like. So if you just have a a scoop of uh, AG1s in your hotel room before you go to bed or you're in the hotel room at night and you're starving you want something healthy, boom, life changer. Right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with some convenient daily nutrition. That's all you need, one scoop in a cup every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. This is it. I'm super psyched. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash O-L-L-C. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash O-L-L-C to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. This is incredible. I love it. It's just basic greens. For me personally, this has changed my life tremendously. I'm not a junk food vegan. I don't eat a lot of fake meats, so I'm strictly, strictly greens. And this has been a wonderful, wonderful new addition to my life. So once again, visit athleticgreens.com slash O-L-L-C and get one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. AthleticGreens.com slash OLOC. Yo, yo, Liquid Death, thank you so much for hydrating all my guests, taking care of me and my family and my friends. Love your water, love your brand, love what you stand for, love what you give back to the community. If you want to learn more about Liquid Death and how it started, listen to episode 115 with the co-founder, owner, and creator of Liquid Death, Mike Cesario. Just a punk rock skateboarding kid from Delaware with a dream. It's an incredible story, incredible journey. So if you go to liquiddeath.com slash Toby, you get free shipping on any items you order from liquiddeath.com. And if you want to get water, liquid death water, go to amazon.com. But for merchandise and other things is not water, go to liquiddeath.com slash Toby and get free shipping. Thank you so much, Liquid Death. Death to plastic, murder your thirst. Stay hydrated. You know H2O saves lives. You he know. has like a fucking museum there and he yeah. shows you everything. Yeah, you I understand. gotta take you it's like worth flying there.
1: Oh, it's worth flying there. Yeah. Like he'll, he'll, he'll like it's open up, a,
0: I'm recording, fuck it. You yeah. open up a drawer and it's like here, here Toby, check this out. It's the lyrics of Straight Edge on the first piece yep. of paper. Like original lyrics in a drawer. Yeah. Here's the original drawing of the black sheep. Boom. You know, yeah. and then like he had he like, drew, he drew that black sheep? Oh, this girl, Cynthia drew it. Yeah. Cynthia he Connolly.
1: <laughs> Cynthia Connolly. She's a photographer. She's dope. She's and dope. Then, yeah, she's yeah. Dope, dope. She has she has that book, Banned in D.C. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Banned yeah. in D.C. Mm-hmm. That's her. And that's and, the um, book. That's man. the
2: person that drew the fucking... Yeah. 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 That she is dope. The
1: black sheep. That's dope, right? Fuck, yeah, she's man. cool people. I When I went out there, I hit them up because I was going to go do stand-up out there. I was playing the Arlington, Arlington Draft House, which is now closed. It's yeah, a, yeah. It's uh, Or the D.C. Draft House. The D.C. Draft House, which is Close now closed. Bed, yeah. And then... So I was like, damn, I got to get out there and see Ian or yeah. at least go to the Discord house and like, you know, take a photo there yeah. or whatever, you know. And then I was talking to this dude named George Chen who does comedy on the east side and like the alt scene and all that. Mm-hmm. And I said, yo, do you like he used to work at Alternative Tentacles. Okay. Oh, shit. Nice. And then he he's a Bay Area dude. And he told me he goes, oh, I got Ian's email. I'll give it to you. And then I said, all right, Cool. And then I wrote Ian an email. And you know what's crazy is I, I had two flyers made. And one was the out-of-step flyer that say Chris Estrada in the minor threat font. Sick. And then the black sheep had my face on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, then, and then I had another the, the one. The Bad Brains one, right? And I had the Bad Brains yeah. one with uh, from the Roar cassette getting the wow. lightning st- yeah, strike yeah. on the uh, Capitol. Uh-huh. And then it's a lightning strike on my head. And then yeah. the Bad Brains logo, but it says Chris Estrada. And I sent him that. And I said, man, I love DC. I love, you know, I love Discord. I love DC. I, man, I was like, because, you know, I was like, I'm wearing a Discord shirt to DC. I'm going <laughs> to fanboyed out. You all good, though. Yeah. And I just said, I just want to tell you how much Fugazi means to me. Uh-huh. Like, Fugazi means the world to me. And then I said, if you would all like in to, the email, all in the email. I love that it. Man, you I'll show it you show You guys. Shot. He he shot. Yeah. let it all out. Yeah. 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 I, I shot my shot. I Why not? Why not? Yeah. Also expecting that he's busy and I would probably hear two months later. Nah, bro. Yeah. And then I sent it out and then like I was doing Friday, Saturday there and then he hits me up on like a Wednesday or yeah, like Wednesday and he goes, I can't make it to your shows because I invited him to one of the shows yeah. and then uh, told him I do stand up and you guys know the Todd Berry Fugazi yeah, yeah. joke. What? Nah. Do you know the Todd Berry Fugazi joke? No, let's go, man. Oh, dog. So Todd Barry is this comedian from New York, and he used to he he's from Florida, but he started he's a, he's a New York comic, yeah. And he used to play in a in a hardcore band, yeah. He used okay. to play like in an eighties like hardcore band, kind of okay. like on some circle jerk type shit. Okay. And um, he has this great joke about Fugazi, where he says, and you know, making jokes about punk to a punk audience to a non-punk audience sometimes hard because you there's a lot of context yeah but he said it up properly and i'm a butcher it but he says yo he goes i recently watched this documentary on this punk band fugazi and he goes and they're very punk they only charge ten dollars for their shows which is great but you know the drummer has to be like Hey guys, do you think we could charge maybe fifteen? I don't want to live with my mom till I'm forty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's five dollar shows too. That is five dollars. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: That's wow. Hilarious. As shout little... out to Todd Berry. So, shout out. Because he made that joke work for a non-punk audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh-huh. Which is, if you're in the yeah, club. Yeah, He made it universal. It does work. It does work. It does work. You get it. You yeah, don't, you don't even need to
2: know Fugazi. You just, he, he just set he it up. Ex- he explained the context The of context it. Of
1: it. He explained the context so, like, briefly. Yeah. So, like, just, like, sharp. And mm, you're like, yeah. you get it. But anyway, sent this fool an email. And then I was like, yo, who knows if we're going to hear... I'm going to hear back. Hits me up. Can't make it to the shows. But he said Come to the Discord house. I'll give you a tour, and then I said, "Oh shit!" So then I flew in Thursday, and then I hit that flew up like I think some Saturday maybe. I'm forgetting the days, but I took a lift out there, and then it was so surreal. It's surreal, dude. yeah. You pull surreal up to that gate and shit. Yeah, I pull up to the right there in Arlington, cause it's only 15 minutes from 10 minutes, 15 minutes from like DC, like DC. Proper. Yeah, DC proper. We're gonna go there next year. Okay, bro. Yeah. Oh, damn, I'm getting chills. just. Dog, like I'm getting time. chills retelling the <laughs> so story. So then we get there and then I get out and he's just standing there and he goes, Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? And I was like, Oh, And Like, damn. But it was so like, this fool was just talking to you like a normal motherfucker I that you know, were just like, dude. well, I guess he's a normal motherfucker too. Yeah, so you're yeah, just yeah. like, yeah. Just like you. Yeah. And then, but
0: it is surreal. Dude. Yeah.
1: And then he takes me into the house and dog, I'm tripping out because like, when I grew up with another state of mind, the documentary. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to that doc. Shout out to that doc. I grew up and seeing that house, seeing those full skateboard there, Mike Ness playing guitar outside of the minor threat, all that. It was just like, yo, this shit is crazy. I play cool though. And then I walk in, even though I'm like geeking out. Cause like, you know, I love just DC and the history of DC and punk and all that. But really like, I love Fugazi, man. Mm -hmm. I love Fugazi. They mean so much to me. you know and then so i'm getting in there and then this fool shows me around and he goes you want to see the basement let me give you a tour we go down to the basement and then i was like yo this is crazy and he was like yeah everybody would practice here and the basement's a trip too because it's super low so those fools actually sat down to practice you can't really stand oh really you can't now you have to
0: bend over yeah but he's like put your head in here you can hear the acoustics in here yep Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah well and you just hear that shit and you see people's writings like he was like, Yeah, so many people practice here and whatnot. And, then and it's just like,
0: so nonchalant about it. and I know for him, like he just says, This is something me and my friends did at this one time in our lives. Yeah. But that was small period of minor threat, which wasn't that long, had such a big impact. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. there might be amps down there from Fagazzi, I think, in Minor yeah. Threat. He yep. opens up a drawer, he gives you like a, a void circle piece of paper from the prints on the album. you know what I'm saying? He has drawers yeah. full of that. Yes. And then wow. he started
1: Then we went up and we saw like just the kitchen, like all this crazy shit. Then we went up to the art room and then the art room. Dog, this fool still has all the like clippings on how they used to Xerox everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and this fool, I like explained that I grew up in L.A. and I'm from L.A. and all this shit. And so this fool was like, oh, you're from L.A. Let me show you some cool L.A. shit. This fool showed me all his original slash magazines. Slash magazine was the LA punk yeah, yeah, yeah. Fool showed me all his original slash magazines. And I was like, yo, this is crazy. <laughs> Show me some like germ shit. Some like all that shit. And I was like, I was bugging out, dog. I was like, this fool showed me like it, and I love 90s Discord stuff. Like, I love Nation of Ulysses. Like yeah, all yeah. that stuff. Circus Lupus, all that. And yeah. then he shows me all this, like just a bunch of different stuff throughout the ages of how they are, how he archives his art. Yeah. And everything's everything. organized. Too, everything's man. really organized. And it's like, it feels homely, but everything's organized. It doesn't, there's nothing sterile or cold about it. And yeah. then did that, walked a few more around. We just chopped it up. And then we went to his real like archive room where he archives all the letters. And then this fool started showing me all these letters and he showed me this book where he kept like an accounting of all the stuff from like the eighties. And so me-
0: I loaned HR ten bucks. bucks. I loaned Rollins five I, bucks.
1: I, I I lend Tim Kerr this much from the big boys. This much money. Like I'm dog. I was just like, and imagine me, dog. I'm not trying to geek out. Like I'm just like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, I wanna grab this motherfucker and shake him. Yeah, <laughs> and be like, well, what the fuck, dog? I like know. you know, I'm like tripping out damn it's the same stuff i saw
0: like... it's exactly what he's saying it's, it's yeah so crazy bro that is it's crazy fucking insane. so then
1: this fool he has this thing with all these letters like archive letters throughout the from 80s 90s like early 2000s you with know fan letters
0: and stuff if people write them or yeah just, people you
1: know? write them and then he has a section called damn i don't want to put this full secret out there but if had a section called notables notable letters and then he showed me because he, I told them that I was working on something with Fred Armisen because he's the executive producer yeah. of the show. And he said, let me show you a letter. It was a letter from Fred Armisen who, who used to be in this band called Trenchmouth. Mm-hmm. Yep. The Chicago yep. post-hardcore band. And he said, it was Fred saying, hey, I'm coming to town, Ian. Like, is there, can I st- who can I stay with? Or whatever. Like, Some shit like that. Damn. Wow. Then this fool showed me a letter. Wait, was this letter before Fred was Fred? Y- yeah, dog. This was like 91 oh. Fred oh. Armisen like 92 and then he showed me a letter from a 15 year old dave Grohl.
2: oh yeah dave talks about he sent him a letter
1: sent him a. I saw that letter dog what dave talks I about that, that letter. letter
0: i'm sure yo because he was in virginia right yeah right he was right in close? virginia yeah and
1: then the letter was like hey hey ian i'm looking to play in a hardcore band do you know anybody who's looking for a drummer this and that and i said yo this is a letter that led to scream scream And he goes, Yeah, I think so. Like he was like, Probably. (laughs) And I was like, Man, walking out. So then the fool was showing me all this stuff, and he was like, that section or this other section over here, this is like letters I get from people who are in prison, some pretty crazy letters and just showing me all this stuff, showing me. So Oh, he stuff. has it organized like that. Like, oh, yeah. this is a, yeah. wow. Yep, has He's a real archivist. He is, he's a real man. archivist. I think he's taking classes on archiving. I might be wrong, but I, I think I've heard I him talk that. about that. I totally see that. Like, and he, or he had someone help, an, a true archivist help him set all this stuff up. And I was like, yo, this is crazy. So then this fool says... Uh oh you, you really like Fugazi I go, yeah talking about Fugazi what it means to me what Fugazi means to me he played me some unreleased like Fugazi stuff and then some. <laughs> I told them I love dub music somehow that came out yeah. and then I was like I love. and he goes oh I'll play you some Fugazi dub songs and then like some just dub tracks that like Fugazi like heavy ass bass like wow, just like dude. Fugazi like dub tracks Oh, I was tripping. Then that fool was like, "Oh, he played me like a jokey rap song that like Fugazi did as a demo." With him rhyming? Yeah, I think guy was like rhyming, wow. but not serious. Uh, I think yeah. it was yeah. just like a thing, like they were fucking around or something. Like he does
0: everything. That's why. That's why they keep releasing like all these unreleased live shows of Fugazi. I
1: bought the live shows. I was, I was one, at one live show. I went to argument when they came okay. out here in '99 or 2000, and I remember my cousin Luis, my real life cousin Luis, fool. Banger, this fool bangs and all this shit. Like was banging hardcore at the time. It just made me laugh because to him it made no sense. Like all this, (laughs) he goes, "What are you into this shit for?" You know that fool was listening to like gangster rap and Mexican music and all that shit and oldies. So I remember him and his and his lady Desiree at the time. They dropped me and my friend off. I think I went with my friend Adrian. It was at. I want to say it was the palace, which is now the, the rich. Yeah, you yeah. know, when it was the palace, now yeah. it's the richer Montabon, the Ricardo Montabon Yeah, theater. I played it when it was the palace with the Misfits. Oh, you did? Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, yeah. that's right. And then dropped me off at the palace, and I remember they were all just shouting at us, making fun of us, and I was like, <laughs> man, don't make fun of me. <laughs> like, yeah. But. Um, Fuck. So then going there, and then so this I've, I have framed. I should have brought it just to show it to you guys. So this food was, man. Just a nice motherfucker, dog. Best. So this fool, he he kept like... I brought up LA a few times, and then he said, you know what, let me give you something. This fool had the stack of tickets, like... They're like this big. Yeah. Small tickets. Stack of tickets from 80 when Teen Idols came out here to play the Hong Kong Cafe. And I, I love LA punk history. Yeah. yeah. I love it. And then that fool, it was... Uh, it, it was Teen Idols and they spelled their name wrong. So he gave me, they went one by one, like they spelled idol wrong. Mm-hmm. They spelled it the tr- I-D-O-L-S. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they they like, him and Jeff Nelson probably like went and yeah, like- Fixed it. Fixed it, you know, by hand. And it was at the Hong Kong and they were playing with like this punk band, this like- you know those killed by death comps where all maybe those yeah. yeah there's all these like comps of like these punk bands that weren't that like were kind of shitty good that like released maybe a seven inch and so <laughs> this killed by death art like collects all those they're like unreleased like yeah unofficial releases mm-hmm. or whatever and he played with like some band called puke and vomit from like humble or something <laughs> yeah and like i was yeah it was crazy and he gave it to me he was like you can have it and what? he because he has a little stack of them and he goes sometimes i give these out and he's like, you're from L.A., so take it, you know? Wow, And man. then I kept it. The, then we went over to across the street yep. is Discord. Yep. The offices. Offices. At this warehouse. And I was, like, tripping out. And then All I'm, the vinyls and everything. Yeah. There, yeah. All, every, people were working that day. And then just introduces me to a few people. I'm, like, tripping out looking at all the vinyl. And then, you know, this fool pulls out, um, hey, what do we got to give them? told one of the guys. Fool gives me a cardboard poster that Jem Cohen, who directed the instrument documentary. Yeah. You know, and then uh, that's where because I grew up on that shit. And I love that part where Gee is telling those fools he was that that were fighting at mm-hmm. the show. Do you know the famous I saw you eating ice cream? I'm not, yeah. uh, yeah. <laughs> not a like, tough guy. Yeah. It's like, so, you know, those don't like people fighting at their shows, understandably. Nah. Yeah. Right. You know, you don't want that. Shit. I witnessed yeah. that
0: firsthand going to shows. Yeah. yeah.
1: So then. This fool, there's a scene in that documentary where Guy stops a fight, Guy and Ian. And then he goes, he goes, hey, I saw you guys outside. He goes, you're acting all tough, but I saw you outside eating ice cream. That's funny. And then that he is. goes, ice cream eating motherfucker. <laughs> 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 and he goes, you're not fucking tough. Like, chill, man. Like uh, Wow. Yeah, man. So that documentary is amazing. So this fool gave me a, a like a print of it, of the poster. And then he gave me a instrument. Uh the or no the argument my bad the argument that, yeah. that album it gave me a little poster of it and th- and then we chopped it up for a while just outside for a few more minutes ma- all in all this was like an hour and a half maybe two hours and then
0: <laughs> what year was this Uh twenty nineteen yeah twenty nineteen okay, yeah wow. 2019. you told me about it that's good. when I was there too it's the last time I went that's when we did the podcast with yeah, yeah. He, wow. he saw that you
2: saw that I was going there
1: you said you I should reach out to him. yeah yeah I was yep. too terrified no yeah. we'll
2: go we'll I never we'll do it we'll I, was we'll like, I was like I was like too scared I'll go and back out there.
1: Uh, And then I so I went out and then we came out, chopped it up. And he was just telling me some stories about like I was telling him some of the bands I like. I mentioned the Minutemen and he said t- D Boone coming out here with Mike Watt and George Hurley and all that shit. And I was like tripping and we're just talking. And he goes, yeah, you know, hopefully, you know, this is one of the last punk houses that's it, still surviving. It is, man. And Gilman know? Street. And Gilman. Gilman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, Gilman. And then he told me this is one of the last ones. And, you know, I'm hoping that maybe somehow we can, once I'm gone, I'm trying to get everything in place, you know, just to, if it's a sort of a kind of, I'm trying to get it. I think he said he was trying to get it like a landmark, where, a landmark. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Where you can, Which where you can going to get be. a historical site. Should he be. goes, so that way it can be preserved and people can go and check it out. Like sort of a museum of sorts. So like, he goes, cause it says much about the city than it is. About punk as well. You 100%, know? man. Yeah, that's beautiful. That is so be- I beautiful. I hope that happens oh, too, man. Yeah. Just killed me. It was so dope to yeah. be out there like that's that. That's a great man. story. Dude. What a story to start off the pod. I know. Yeah. Yeah. That,
0: that's Chris Estrada, ladies and gentlemen, on the podcast talking about going to Discord and hanging out with Ian McKay. Yeah. And we got Chappelle Lacey here to my right. Yeah. Welcome to the One Life Win Chance podcast. Yeah. That's how we're going to start it. Yeah. Real, real that's quick. A great and, story. The,
1: and then I went to go do my show and I bombed for 45 minutes. <laughs>
0: But it didn't matter because your day was so awesome.
1: I, I gave no fucks. I was just like, you I don't imagine. give a fuck. Yeah. yeah. Wow. This is, I bombed for like probably 45 minutes. That is so and I fucking said, right, funny. This on y'all as an audience. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Because <laughs> that's like a
0: life-changing, incredible that's day, so bro. Yeah. So DC was yeah. a tough crowd that night. Yeah, DC was
1: a tough crowd Ian that glad Ian didn't day. go to that one? Yes, I'm glad that we didn't go to no shows. <laughs> <laughs> I was so happy. Right? I have better shows. But that I remember, like, I think the first show after seeing him, I, I, re- I like, legit bombed. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You
0: would have been so bummed if you had that amazing They'd, day with him. And then he came to that property, yeah, right? He came Maybe after. the universe was like, hey, let's humble you. Yeah, <laughs> let's humble you.
1: Yep. That was the universe telling me. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, fuck, uh, thank you for being here, Yeah, man. thanks for having me. I met you
0: when you were performing with Chappelle. I, I forgot when that was. Yeah, right? jamming the was, van. Yeah, it's jam crazy. Cause yeah, uh, you and
1: Derek had, co- I think that's when you guys first, first met. That's when time we meet- first met. Yeah, yeah. you guys yeah. first met. Yeah. Wow. Uh
0: huh. Cr- how the one was that? 2020. That, that was 2020. Okay. Yeah,
1: that was 2020. Yeah. We were remember? doing shit during outdoor shows during yeah, the yeah, pandemic. Yeah, yeah, like
2: yeah, because it was outdoor show. Yeah. Uh, during the pandemic and yeah, uh, yeah, that was my first time meeting you and Derek.
0: Yeah, crazy.
2: Yeah, cause y'all, yeah, cause I, uh, you hit me up about uh, coming to see you. Yeah, coming to see, you. and I was like, oh hell yeah, I was like, I actually have a show, blah blah blah. Yeah, and I they, took a uh, picture with you and yeah, Derek. Yeah, he took a, yeah, he right, took a picture right. with you and Derek. He knew, exa- he, he knew exactly who you guys were when Yeah, crazy in.
0: how that is. But so, let's get into it. I mean, you're born and raised in South Central, right? Yeah. And so uh, how does a kid like you, who I can tell by this fool, seems like there's got to be some similarities to your real life in that show as well. Yeah,
1: yeah. And being
0: a guy that gets into punk and hardcore.
1: Yeah. You know, I just grew up loving that shit. I grew up in Inglewood and South Central and lived in, do- in South Central and... Punk shit just came into my life like damn I feel like probably it was that Epitaph boom that had like a big mm, yeah you know had Hell a yeah. had a big effect on me it was like pff, i want to say 99
0: Union 13 yeah epitaph. Union 13 Ooh. all that stuff mm-hmm.
1: i think that's how i discovered it. a lot of people that's how you know to me i was i was recently telling someone that i was listening to like you know K Rock was the big station out here and then Listening to stuff like Sonic Youth, Nirvana, Nirvana, a lot of Mm -hmm. cool alternative shit that I would listen to. And it felt like this is dope. Like, this is different. I can tell this is different. This is rooted in something. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And then I feel probably listening to Rodney on the Rock. Like, by the time I was in eighth grade, I was like 13, listening to Rodney on the Rock. And he would play, like, Adolescence and, like, Germs Mm. and whatever, like, British shit was popping off that was modern. Like, Blur or whatever, Oasis, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And then I was kind of picking up on this shit. And my boy Renee, who was into the stuff through his brother, I think I ended up buying a Punkorama. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I bought a Punkorama. It might have been, I think I bought volume two and volume three at the same time. And then that one was a dope compilation because it let it me on to everyone. It let me on to yeah. like, you guys were on volume three, H2O That's had right. ever ready on. Damn. On, yeah. On volume three. Wow. Yeah. But also cramps were on it. Okay, yeah, that's right. Uh You know, so I was learning a bunch of different shit. Different styles, yeah. Yeah. Like for the listeners,
0: that's a punk rama. Epitaph would make these compilations with all the different artists on their roster. Yeah. And those things, the fact you even bring that up, because I always thought, what are these things for? Like the sample free things they give at the Warp tour. These things had impact, and that was the first time people may have. Yeah, for me. Oh, I love the compilation
2: shit.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That was like
2: that was like a big yeah yeah shit. that's
1: how i discovered yeah all types of people i mean yeah. i remember like descendants were on the coffee mug was on there mm-hmm. like you know uh they had a tsol the cramps mm-hmm. um all kinds of shit like different types of shit and i was like damn this is dope and just from there trying to figure out shit you know where i grew up it was mostly like it, it's a black and latino neighborhood and not a lot of people fuck with punk and Mostly what people were fucking with is, like, rap music, you know? Yeah. Like, it was a lot of rap music. It was right... I was coming up, like, post, like, the Tupac and Biggie thing. Yeah. And, you know, I was coming post that. I just remember even as a kid, like, loving that shit. Like, man, How Do You Want It was popping up. Yeah, like, yeah, it Do You Want <laughs> It? Yeah, and <laughs> just been, like, riding hard on that. Yeah. And you like, like hip-hop, too. Yeah, I like hip-hop. Yeah. I like hip-hop, and I... It felt natural, like because that's what people were blasting. You know, that's mm-hmm. my fam. Like my cousins were playing that, but also at the same time, my family was playing like Mexican music and other Latino music. But I think, talk really, what I felt was just like, I, I some like I felt like something different, you know. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, yo, I feel like I'm a little disconnected from something. And then that's when that punk shit found me. Connected and, to it. Yeah, and I connected to it. And I think what was dope too about it is that it felt dangerous yeah you know what i mean it didn't feel it felt dang like it just felt dangerous in a way where it was like oh you could be different but Mm -hmm. still be dangerous yeah you know like you could still have that thing to you you know yeah and like even if you're even even like the weirder bands like you know seeing like the cramps and seeing Lux interior mm-hmm. be effeminate and androgynous. Yeah. It still felt dangerous. So mm-hmm. I said, Oh, even you can be that, st- you know, you could be that style and still be dangerous, you know? Yeah. And then started fucking with all that shit, picking up whatever I could. Were like, you skateboarder too or not? Nah, I wasn't skateboarding. Was not skateboarding. Yeah. And then, but I was just like picking up all kinds of stuff. And then I ended up finding like, yeah just going to record stores. i think around that time right before that too before i got into punk a big thing for me was the crow soundtrack okay Shout the crow the soundtrack, crow soundtrack. Sound, soundtrack. Uh, henry rollins yeah he covers nails. Uh, yeah he covers a suicide song ghostwriter yeah yeah mm-hmm. then uh rage wow. against the machine was on it yep. jesus and mary chain so already alternative music was in my life yeah and then i started getting into punk and then yeah just discovering all kinds of punk stuff through epitaph and then, and then discovering Rancid was a big deal. Woo! Yeah. Rancid was a big one deal of the greatest, for me. Man. Yeah, that was a real big deal for me. There was a kid in my neighborhood who had on one tape on. He had a mixtape on one side. He had Rancid, and on the other side, he had like early Social Distortion, like another state of mind. And yeah. main, Mainliner had just come out. Mainliner, com- yeah, yeah, that comp from all the early stuff that mm-hmm. had like nineteen forty five and all that. And so good. So I was just like tripping out, like you know, being like, "Damn, I fuck with this," and then, for me, a big thing. By the time I got to ninth grade, I was listening to, getting into, already into punk, but still, you know, still discovering. Yeah. Still like even like even through like rage, through the days of CDs, looking at all the thank yous. Same. Looking at all there the thank is. yous. With t-shirts to wear. T-shirts, and yeah. yeah. And then seeing like Rage Against the Machine think Ian Mackay and Joe Strummer on their first C D was a big deal. Like I was like, yo, looking at that shit. Yep. Like going to the going to the library and looking at Rolling Stones magazine, Spin magazine, trying to figure that shit out, you know? Put it into a context. Yeah. And then I love
0: that searching for things and trying to find it and be intrigued by it. And, and yeah. yeah. And discovering going like just saying, like checking the thank you list or the T shirts and then you realize okay, then there's inside out before yeah. that. Yeah. I all think that, I think yep.
2: for the genre that we that we all listen to is that like, I think that's just what it does for us. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean because there's one. It's like it's almost like this thing that not everybody else knows about. Yeah, so it's like not there's not too many people you can have conversations with yeah. about this kind of stuff. So it is all discovery on your own. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Like it's truly underground. You could you could yeah. have yeah. like conversations. Everybody can have a conversation about Biggie. Yeah, you know true. what I mean, but like, yeah. not many people know about like Inside Out. Mm-hmm. You know wow. what I mean, like you know, there's probably yeah. some Rage fans, yeah, that, that, that weren't still aware don't of that. Yeah, they still don't know. Yeah, you know still what I mean, like so. It's like yeah. that's what's unique about you know, and it, yeah. why everyone becomes such a deep diver yep. of this genre is because it's just not you can't have many conversations yeah, with a people. The big family going. tree, and,
0: and and fast forward to now. On the recent Rage Against the Machine shows, he's wearing a Discord shirt on stage, and then he pulled up with my boy Joe Nelson to, to see Ian. And there's a recent photo of Zach with Ian on, on their porch. Amazing, just came out a couple months ago. My boy Joe Nelson took him. Really? There. Yeah, because Ian went to their show and he was wearing a Discord shirt on stage. Yeah. Uh, Zach recently. Amazing. So cool. Man. I love that shit. I the love connection that. of that. Yeah, you know the connection I at mean? all. Connects. The roots in the history. Yep.
1: And then through that, I was finding all that shit, and then. I think a big deal. There was this. We were all getting into rock music. It was a small crew of us. Were you going to concerts yet? Or yeah, shows? going to shows. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I think my first show, first punk show, might have been No Effects at the Palace. Sick. Yeah, might have been No Effects. Fa- I think, or it, either that, or it was the Vandals. Okay. For yeah. and maybe this ones. was after like Eat Shit Live Diarrhea or something <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. I think it was after that, or Sweating to the Oldies. Some around that time. Like, (laughs) 99, 2000. Then I came across... There was this kid in my neighborhood named Eric. Cool-ass kid. I think he's he's no longer around anymore, unfortunately. But he was kind of like... He was a gutter punk before he knew what a gutter punk was, you know? (laughs) And one day this fool... talk. this fool has a tape with Clash songs on it Mm. in the ninth grade. And it changed me forever. Like, it just went like... Wow. I just heard like... It was on one side, and it kind of had a whole, the whole trajectory, too. It had, like... It in, it starts with, like, Jenny Jones and White Riot, and then it ends with, like, you know, this is Radio Clash or whatever. Yeah. So like oh, San, this, this is a yeah, that he had made? Yeah, yeah, San, yeah, yeah. It ended with, like, the other side ended with, like, like Sandinista combat yeah. rock mm-hmm. tracks. So you got a sent I was like, what the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. it just blew my mind. And then there was just something about it that sounded so soulful to me and yes. all that stuff, like clash and then you know throughout that time i was discovering like going back in time to going you know discovering the ramones which i to this day love Same. discovering the sex pistols which mm-hmm. i love and then getting into weird shit like pil you oh, know yeah, yeah. really getting into pil at that mm-hmm. time and all this kind of weird shit and then yeah it was just blowing me in my mind and sometimes that shit would scare me too i was telling <laughs> someone that like i remember like coming across like uh, a crass, uh, like a crass uh, class of nineteen eighty four comp. It mm-hmm. was like their best of or whatever. Yeah, and then That's they have shit,
0: by the yeah way. crazy songs too. Yeah. What you're thinking about back dog, then.
1: they have this song called Reality, Asi- Reality Asylum. Uh-huh. And yeah, it, and it was all about like. You know, I, I forget her name. God forgive me for forgetting her name. But the woman, the vo- female vocalist from the cross, she was just had this track about saying God, God didn't die for my sins. God is a dog. And so, you know, this shit. Dog, I'm Catholic, too. Yeah. So, like, and I'm like, you know, I'm not, like, super Catholic. But, like, we're but working like class. Yeah, we have, like, Virgin Marys in our house and shit. Like, the yeah. Guadalupe's and that shit means, like, <laughs> you know, I was just, I was scared, dog. I would just remember being like, should I be listening to this? Like, could it sound it? It, it like metal at the time, which I, I, I really enjoy metal, but it there's there's a little bit of theatrics to it, totally. that I kind of understand. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. fun that way. It yeah. feels like I tell those who Love Lord of the Rings, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, which is all good, you yeah, know, yeah, Fuck yeah, because it all, it all comes from some type of like, yeah,
2: fantasy thing that they yeah. found. Like, not saying yeah. they're fantasy, but like yeah. something like yep. that they seen, yeah. But
1: I just remember hearing that kind of shit, hearing like. Man, I remember hearing, like, what was it else that scared me? Like, around that time, digging back in time, and I found, like, Patti Smith. She had this that song Piss Factory. Yep. Talks mm-hmm. about God. All that shit scared me. And I was Dude. like, I just Dude. remember being like, should I be listening? To-? I felt guilty. Yeah. I felt guilt. Like, it felt truly, like, dangerous. Yes.
2: And, MDC, so uh, that, That's so yeah. funny MDC, you say bro. that because yeah. I ne- I've never had that connection with anyone because there were certain, like, you know, the germs – you know the, the guy yeah, I'm a no big, god you no know, god yeah that's no exactly exactly what i'm thinking of i'm like i know exactly where yeah. i was when i heard that and when i read those lyrics because the song is really good yeah like, and, then I'm, listening I'm, and, to and then i'm reading the lyrics and i'm like oh god and i'm like yeah and i'm not even like a church goer and, and yeah. you know like and never strongly was yeah but at the same time i didn't feel guilty yeah <laughs> for like <laughs> oddly enough up. listening to it because i'm like oh yeah. i mean i don't I don't dislike God. I mean, I yeah. don't even know the guy. You yeah, know yeah. Like, that's how I felt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so
0: funny you say that. Kill the Poor and stuff like that. Dead yeah. Kennedys for me, yeah. too. Uh-huh. And those eerie kind of guitar sounds. It was Sinister. Oh, yeah. Some of the Dead Kennedys songs. Sinister. Oh, especially what they were singing
2: about. Holiday in Cambodia. They're like, the opening. Yeah. Sounds crazy. Yeah. Scary. Yeah.
0: Nazi punk Fuck. Just all their songs. Yeah. It was so ahead of the time that what they were singing about. Yeah. Ahead of it. Way ahead so of it. So much from them. But yeah, some of the songs were scary. Yeah. What about religion too probably oh her. bad
1: religion dog i used to say one time i did a show at a at like a punk and drunken public uh, no effects thing yeah i, yeah. D- I did stand-ups sat there and it was like pointless to do stand-up so I, you just had to riff Cause <laughs> then, like nobody's going to listen to your side, yeah, yeah. you know? So I, and we were playing in between. We were doing stand-up in between bands. So I just started riffing like this Latino dude passed by with a Bad Religion shirt. And I say, I know you can't wear that around your abuelita. And then, <laughs> I, and then he just started cracking up. So I just started riffing about like, you wow. know, I had to hide my Bad Religion shirts from my, gra- my Mexican grandmother. <laughs> yeah.
0: <and> then, like, <laughs> that was such an embrace of like, yeah. intense logo for back then, too. Yeah. It's yeah, super shocking. Yeah. I remember seeing that.
1: But then at the same time what was really interesting was just discovering other things that felt like as dangerous but positive. Mm. Like straight edge. Even though I wasn't straight edge, it felt like I just theoretically I understood it. I just okay. thought, "That's dope, man." Like even when I was being an idiot and getting drunk, I could still respect it. Oh, yeah, and I like that. I cool. was like, "Yeah, that's fucking cool." And I just remember sometimes like I was never, I, and it's never straight edge, but I just remember sometimes being like, you know what? Nah, not to, I don't want to get fucked up today. I want to be in control of myself, control of yeah. my body or yeah. or just even, even to this day when it comes to straight edge stuff, I still, I use it to help me with other things it, with like eating and drinking. Like sometimes I'll, I'll be like, and like, I won't want to drink a, like I love soda. And I go, don't drink soda. That shit just destroys your body. Yeah. yeah you know they want they want you to do that yeah 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 they you know they want you to drink soda uh-huh. so it destroys your body and you're addicted to it so now i make an enemy in my head that i can fight and uh, that interesting that helps yeah. me that helps me you know Which your sort of choice uh, uh mexican sodas like right. a coca-cola I, I, so I would so fool good, myself though. into thinking i you know, like oh it, they're healthier because it's cane sugar. <laughs> 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 it does
0: taste better in the bottle. I love yeah, it, too, man. It's yeah. so good. But I know what you're saying. Wow. Yeah, but,
1: you know, sometimes, uh, like, that's what straight edge taught me, even though I was never straight edge myself. But it just taught me, like, it's okay to sometimes have that discipline in your life and to look at these, some of these corporations that are selling you soda and snacks a little more critically. You yeah. Know, yeah. Like, yeah 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 just so, really
2: opening your eyes to it yeah a, and you know not in a and not in an aggressive way yeah, but it's I've, just but, like
1: yeah and sometimes look, i i drink soda and i eat junk food but then sometimes i when i know that i'm eating too much of it I have to tell myself, you're becoming a victim to this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Right? And that's the kind of shit I think, even though I wasn't straight edge, I learned from straight edge. Like, yeah. kind of discipline that I always really respected that, like... Where you put in your body in Yeah, what straight edge kids, people, straight edge people were doing, and I really respected the shit out of that. So, at the same time, discovering all this, like, sinister, like, shit that felt evil, discovering all this shit that felt, you know, counterculture, but was framed in some form of positivity like yeah. you know bad brains mm-hmm. but also like you like
0: seven seconds
1: seven seconds Ooh. like thinking about all that stuff yeah. but also you guys you Thank know you, hearing you guys talk about brotherhood and all that stuff mm-hmm. and then finding out about like stuff that they were calling like posi core and stuff like <laughs> yeah. that finding yeah. about like lifetime and like yeah um, man what's uh homies from philly are they from philly? kid dynamite kid dynamite yeah. finding out about kid dynamite painted black all that Paint stuff black. yeah it's and so cool
0: there's so many different versions of it come from taking yeah back to the sex pistols and yeah crash all the way up to it like you were saying yeah the yeah apology, the aggressive the violent the scary yeah well
2: that i mean you you say i mean you say it a lot like you know like you didn't hate your parents like you loved your you loved your family and all that stuff. Didn't know Even what like, anarchy in the UK was. Yeah, yeah. Didn't yeah. know what yeah, all the bollocks. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. you love you love the you know, Kevin Seconds and Seven Seconds like yeah. was your was your thing that
0: you know? Father figure. Yeah. yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? What did your parents think about the music you were getting into?
1: You know, I mostly grew up with a single mom. Okay. So she was like my mom was cool as fuck. It trips me <laughs> out, man. My mom she makes me laugh. So she, I think she always encouraged me cause she didn't want me to fall into like a gang and all that shit. So whatever I was into, she would be like, let's get you into like when I was a kid, if she, cause my older cousins were gang members and going to prison and we'd go visit them in prison. So she was real worried about that shit. Yeah. So she would go, Oh, you're into drawing. She would go to like the local city council office. Hey, where, where do you guys, do you guys have extracurricular activities for kids? Find it's, someone who could translate for her or ask wow, me to translate. That's fucking she, cool. She don't speak English. So she, I'd go and take animation classes. She, When I was into at, like comic books, she'd go, okay, let's take you to the comic book store or whatever, you know. And then but once I started getting into punk, the only one time she tripped on my music <laughs> is and this was. At the same time I was listening to punk, I was listening to hip-hop. I was playing the Ghostface Killer, uh, Ghostface Killer album. Yeah, yeah. And it was like this intro was like, motherfucker this, motherfucker that. And I was like, <laughs> I was bumping it. I was bumping it. And my mom was like, hey, you, I don't mind you listening to what you, just tell me in Spanish, I don't mind you listening to what you listen to. But, you know, just turn it down if they're going to say things like that. Yeah. You know. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And She was cool. real cool. She didn't say like, take that shit off or anything. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? She was like, just turn it down. That's like, you know, because there might be people who are here that are my friends or yeah. you know, shit like that. Did you feel
0: pressure to join gangs and stuff like that? Or?
1: Nah, I mean, I thought when I was a kid, I thought that shit looked dope. I thought like, damn, that looks dope. That's it, the thing about it. You're yeah. right.
0: The culture of it, it looks dope. Especially, watching the movies in New York, yeah, watching the West Coast. Like, yeah. yeah. It looks dope. Menace yeah. you know society know I mean? like, all that. Yeah, too. all that shit. Blood in, blood American out. American meat. Blood in, blood out. Yeah. yeah. yeah
1: I tell people, this sounds funny, but when I was a kid... I was like, "Damn, I hope I go to prison one day." <laughs> I just said, "I'm gonna rise up above the ranks, yeah, <laughs> and become a shot collar. And like, you it's know, it's so crazy. It's yeah. just so crazy. And I remember one time, like visiting my cousin in prison. I think he might have been a minor at that point, and we probably visited him at like a juvie camp or whatever. I just remember my mom. Like, they took us. I was probably like five or seven or some shit, yeah. and they took us to go visit him. And I just remember they told us they go where are we going oh we're gonna go visit him at his job and where does he work and oh he works at Knott's Berry Farm and then we went and we we're like there ain't no rides here like and then they were like they my mom and my aunts quickly said oh this this is the offices this is like corporate they didn't want cor- you to, corporate. corporate yeah this is like offices so then they took us like the next day they took us to Knott's Berry Farm and we're like oh we're getting this is he gave us passes to bring yeah, <laughs> to meet him in Chile. Yeah. yeah, wow, that is hilarious, hilarious. But yeah. I remember thinking that show was dope, and you know, I think it just I wasn't cut out for. I was never gonna, you know. By the time I was like old enough to understand, I'm like, they do what to get you in the game? I go, yeah. they jump you? Nah, my man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all set. <laughs> I,
2: yeah, for me, I think it's just the yeah. look that it's like yeah like attracting like it's the look and all that stuff but like yeah. as far as being and in lifestyle it the lifestyle the yeah. lifestyle that's a different thing than like because yeah you see those old photos like yeah you know i mean it's, it's easy to ro- yeah. Roman- romanticize it romanticize a- like easy some ro- of my dad's like prison photos those are some dope ass photos yeah. but yeah. i know inside those
1: photos there's some there's some trauma there's, there's some, some pain. trauma some crazy shit
0: yeah. i mean look at your shirt yeah. It's Dre and Gamer I mean, and Lowrider. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's,
1: that's a hard look. Do you know yeah. what
0: I'm saying? It's like, and growing up on the, in New York and seeing Menace to Society and American Me, Boys and all that stuff, I was like, holy shit, like, this is some real. Then I moved out yeah. here, and you know, a guy rolled up to me once. I was on a bicycle, gross. He's like, where are you from, Holmes? And I was all tatted up. I was like, yo, I'm from New York. This was like 2003 yeah. by yeah. Trader Joe's in the middle of the day. And I was like, <laughs> holy shit, this is real out yeah, here. I was yeah. like, I'm just, a, I'm just like a punk dude, like, on my yeah. bicycle. Yeah. It's crazy, man. But you like, know
1: what? Even though I didn't join a gang that or I wasn't into that shit, being into punk make me, made me feel like, it, you know, like I said, in in all its versions, it feels dangerous and tough. Yeah. yeah. And like, yeah. Yeah. you know, it has to an it anger kept you on a it. good
0: path, you think?
1: Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Because around that time, like I said, I was, you know, finding out about all this stuff that's like people like you guys who yeah. have talked about Brotherhood, finding out about like... Even, like, I remember someone gave me a bootleg of, like, a New York hardcore documentary from yeah. the early 90s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and then you hear that these fools were Hare Krishnas, and, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I knew that about Cro-Mags, but, like, I didn't know about the rest of the scene that way. Shelter yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. But also, to me, you know what's so crazy for me is being from the West Coast, like, and growing up around gangs. I also, to, in my mind, like... It felt dangerous, too, because knowing that, like, New York hardcore, like, hearing those crazy, like, Harley Flanagan stories, yeah. those crazy-ass other <laughs> yeah. stories, like, so you also understood, like, those motherfuckers are real out there, too, you yeah. know? They just got their different vibe out there. Like, Even the suicidals out here. Yeah, suicidal. Yeah, suicidal yeah. yeah, They had old, like, LA Death Squad was out here in the 80s. You guys ever read that book, um, uh, Disco's Out, Murders In? No, but I heard oh. about it. It's a great book. It's about... Uh, it's about a gang, a punk gang, a, a punk gang here in, the, in L.A. County, but out like. True story. Yeah. Out in like La Mirada around there. Yeah. And it was about this dude named Frank the Shank. Who wow. was like, you know, and how like the punk gangs out here were really influenced by the like kind of cholo southsider culture out here. Yeah. And like, yeah, it was a crazy ass like story. Sounds like, like a documentary. But meanwhile, bro. what's yeah.
2: that? Oh, gosh. What's that Mexican punk band from back in the day? Mm. The I think their name starts with an S
0: back in the day, huh? Oh, yes. the stains. The stains. Yeah, the but they stains. they weren't like that though. No,
1: they weren't like that. They were more like, yeah. like kind of like just punks, like le- like yeah. leather jacket. Punks exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. They weren't. But playing like hardcore. But, yep. Yeah, they were on SSD. Yep. That's right. yeah, they were. They were SSD. Yeah. Yeah. They, and then, but you are know, great. Hearing all that, like, kind of getting all that stuff too, and then you know coming across Bad Brains and shit like that, and all that stuff was like, it was dope, man. It just kept it kept me like. Even though I went through some times where I was probably fucking around and being self-destructive, you know, it always it always gave me philosophies to go back to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, loving the clash, you know, loving Joe Strummer and shit like that. And yeah, all that stuff. It always kind of gave me something to go back to, you know. What did you want to do when you
0: get out of high school? Like, what was your goals when you were that young? Nothing. I I had no fucking
1: goals. (laughs) (laughs) No fucking goals. Were you you a good student? I was an all right student. Just the you you got by. I got by. Yeah, I got by, and I was kind of like, you know, work growing up working class. My mom's a janitor. Grandma raising me. Nobody in my family. Like, you know, they're all Mexican immigrants, so everybody has working class jobs and. You just kind of have that mentality like, well, I don't know, I guess I'll be a construction worker eventually or mm. do all this kind of shit. But then what ended up happening? You know, what's so funny. I always say this. It wasn't until much later. I felt like and I always feel when I see a kid, I go, don't let punk become the soundtrack to your destruction. Because mm. that by the time I la because what ends up happening is sometimes you can get so into it that you could vicariously live through other people. Good point. You know, sometimes you can go, you you can look at people and go, well, they did that. And that's cool. And then they, it becomes what it never was meant to be, which is now they're on, they're, they're higher than you and they're on a the pedestal and they're rock stars. Yeah. Like a Sid like, Vicious. It, yeah. Or, mm. or anybody like even like, you know, anybody like yeah, yeah. Mike Watt or oh, looking God, at yeah, Toby yeah. and being like, well, loving h2o and letting it become a soundtrack to your life or an escape mm. and then suddenly now Toby's on this pedestal where he's a rock star where yeah. he's like you know and and it's like no 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 we're perfect
0: but, when I'm not yeah when you're not you're you're good, human you're human yes you're yeah. human and that's you, you know, a great point
1: you're human and and happened
0: with a bunch of people that used to be as that inspired me to be straighted and then they all fell off but I still love what they do helped yeah. me as a kid but they're not like that no more yeah they put on pedestals yeah, I yeah, yeah. Names, no but i, I totally like up here. get that yeah. and that's what hardcore punk's not about yeah, yeah. it's not because like great point
2: that's the that's the beauty of it when i think about it is that like that that's why i loved going to shows so much and 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 listening to the music because the people that i was listening to were were in, within reach yeah and all these people were like it, like i talked to some of these people after like a, after they just got done playing and they just be I mean, I remember the first time I after the first time I saw GBH, mm-hmm. and uh, I just went, I'm like, hey, is it? Is, I asked her TM. I was like, hey, is it, is it possible to meet them? He's like, yeah, sure. And then I'm just <laughs> yeah. sitting here yeah. backstage, 14 years old, talking to GBH. Yeah, and it That's was and it was, like, and it was like it was yeah. like but, but it was like so within reach. But I'm looking at GBH because I'm like they're British. I'm like, oh, they they live far away from here, like all these things. And then talking to them made me realize I was just like, wow, th- this is dope. That yeah i was like they're talking to me like it's just yeah i'm one of them you know yeah and the thing is sometimes Mm. you
1: can let it become a soundtrack you can have an unhappy life and then you can and i i know this because i get depressed so much like about just kind of crazy shit and then throughout my life i would just be like kind of depressed or i would drink a lot or i get fucked up on drugs and i I was never like a full-time junkie or anything but i go through my cycles you know or i'd binge on the weekends with you know if it was like getting drunk or fucking hitting like doing math and shit wow. and stuff like that. And then I and not doing shit with my life and you know, having shitty jobs and nothing wrong with the jobs I had, but I wasn't happy having those jobs. Yeah. But I remember always being like loving punk and taking all that shit. But I just remember thinking, I love this shit, but I'm not, why am I not taking the message in, mm. you know, what am I not taking the message in? And like, you know, you can work in construction And there's nothing wrong with it, but I don't love it. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm happy. And I'm actually doing a bad job, too. (laughs) Because I'm unhappy. Yeah, when you're not happy, you're not doing the best job. Yeah, Yeah. you're not Did you ever want to play
0: music or be in the band?
1: You know, I don't even think... That's the crazy thing is I don't think that I believed in myself enough to do it. And and maybe... I kind of didn't. Somehow, I was just like... I was vicariously living through people. Yeah. It wasn't until I started stand-up that I was just like, Oh, this is the way... I could do something creative. Express yourself. Yeah. Express myself and wanting to be a writer and stuff like that. And were, you, were, you writing writing. In, were you ever yeah. a writer as a kid?
0: Or yeah. Writing, writing scripts, okay, writing yeah. stuff
1: like that. But, you know, never really like kind of being hard on myself. But it wasn't until I think I was just on the – I lost like lost my job, broke up with my lady. Lady broke up with me. And then I just said, I'm just going to go do stand-up. And then I was just remember doing stand-up, doing an open mic and being like, all right, I think this is kind of like – my my version of what i can do creatively you know Mm -hmm. and then finally it felt like dog it took because i started at 29 you know i'm I'm like i'm 38 okay so i remember finally starting at that age and being like man i'm kind of old but you know what i'm finally listening to i'm finally really taking in the message of a lot of the music i'm listening to yes you know i'm finally believing yourself do something yeah yeah like now why all that yeah finally i'm now like participating Mm -hmm. you know because i never picked up an instrument i never sang and which is i don't know i just didn't have an interest i love watching bands i love listening to music love watching bands
0: did you like comedy growing up too
1: yeah i love comedy loved a lot of comedy I, I, i remember one time when i was like 24 25 i was told this this chick i was with at the time my girlfriend at the time like damn i'm thinking about starting comedy and i was such a punk at the time that she said man that's for losers and i said you And Then i I said man fuck my dreams yeah fuck that yeah my dreams and then were you
0: trying to figure out all those years what you wanted to do trying to find your place in the world yeah just
1: knowing i wanted to do knowing i wanted to write no i wanted to be funny like you know and then yeah. And then finally, I was like, now I could see that, like, now I'm kind of living. Uh, um, I'm not letting it be the, just a soundtrack to my life, which is nothing wrong. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. But I wasn't happy where I was at, you know. And yeah. then finally, like when I just started doing stand up, it focused me in a way. Where I guess how the way it probably focused people and band to have band practice and all oh, this yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. It focused me where I was say, all right, cool. I just go to Mike's, you know, and then go to Mike's every night. Kind of have you know, I lost touch with some friends, burned some bridges, you know, for like behavior I'm not proud of. And then I felt like it felt like in a way. I remember when I started stand up, like knowing about the clash. And saying, like, when they started st- when they started the Clash, Joe Sturmer saying, this is year zero.
3: Mm. We're starting
1: over. He even kind of forgot about his 101-er days when he played in this band called the 101-ers, mm-hmm. which okay. was like a pub rock band. Yeah. And then he said, we're in this now. New chapter. A new chapter And I'm not looking fucking back. I like and that. Then, and then I felt like, yeah, fuck that. I'm not looking back. And then I just got into stand-up and... You know, some of my friends who I were still around, they understood. They said, all right, you're not going to be around for a bit. You're going to do your thing. And then. You know, some of them got hurt sometimes that I wasn't around, but then they got used to it and they said, he's yeah. just doing his thing.
0: Were they coming to see you do open mics and stuff like that? I would
1: never invite no one. Okay. Yeah. I never invite no one. I always feel weird <laughs> inviting people. Even my mom to this day hasn't seen me do stand up. Really? Yeah. But I, it's great. It does not bother me whatsoever. Okay. Okay. Yeah. One, one time I invited her, I was doing the improv a few years ago and it was like going to be a packed show. And I said, you want to come out? And then she said, yeah, sure. And then, but my mom doesn't speak English. She knows a little English, like yeah. work English, you know? And then she said, At what time is it? I go, it's at nine. And then she goes she and she was she just retired this year, but she goes, ah, I have to go to work at five thirty. She goes to work at five thirty. So I said, Don't worry about it. Yeah. And then I think she's seen a clip of me, somebody showed her like uh-huh. uh, some me on YouTube or whatever. Yeah. And then yeah, she fucks with it. Though she was always very supportive. She was always like, uh-huh. How the how's how's that going? I go, Good, good. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you
0: started really focusing on your craft and.
1: Yeah. More
0: open mics. And yeah. And
1: I felt like it was finally like I looked at it like year zero, like I heard Strummer talk about mm-hmm. the clash. And then I thought, I guess this is my year zero, like this is who I am now. Like, I don't know. And I never I looked at it like incrementally, like I didn't look at it like I'm gonna have a special one day. And I just said, all right, well, I guess I better l- learn how to have three minutes. Yeah. And then once I had three minutes that I liked, I said, I better learn how to have five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I better learn how to do 10. Yeah. And then it was kind of incremental goals. And then, you know, that's, I feel that finally in my life, I started plugging in like kind of punk ethos into my life. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Are you
0: writing too? Were you writing for different shows too? Why are you doing that too?
1: Yeah. A little bit coming in, people asking me to come in and do punch up and stuff like that. And then like writing scripts, trying to see if I could become a writer. And then... Yeah, just doing that. And that's how I met the dudes that I do the show with. And now. then, yeah, that I do the show with. And then, yeah, that
2: was I basically. I used to see Homie's uh, sketch group back in the day. Women. Uh, women at, yeah. uh, gosh, it was on Sunset. What was that spot? Um, meltdown. The, meltdown. Yeah. Yeah. meltdown. I
0: remember the Meltdown, the toy store. Yeah, right? yeah, comic yeah, yeah, book yeah, yeah. store. Yeah yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. Meltdown, I used to, yep. uh, when they had women, yep. Yep. And then those dudes hit me up. I was, working, uh, I was working at a warehouse, and then those dudes hit me up. You know, comedy don't pay till it pays. So exactly, yeah. you got to have a job. It's, yeah. And then I was working at a warehouse, and it's like 2018, and I get a text from one of those dudes, Jake Weissman. It's three comedians, Jake Weissman, Matt Ingebrigtsen, and this dude, Pat Bishop, who directs all their stuff. Yeah. And they had a show called Corporate on Comedy Central that was yes. really, really funny. And they hit me up out of the blue and they were like, yo, you, would you be interested in working on something with us? Like, and dog, I was unloading trucks at that time. Wow. So I was just like, yeah, I just wrote them back. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And we set up a date to go meet. We met at Good Luck Bar over in, off, in, off of like Sunset and Hillhurst. And they basically were like, yeah, we like, sh- you know, we have our own show, but we want to produce other people's shit. Like, would you be interested? And. I said, yeah, kind of told them some ideas I had. And they were like, Those are all right. But what about like something about your life and where you grew up, like in Inglewood and South Central and all mm-hmm. that stuff? And then said, and I, s- I said, all right, cool. They're like, think of something like your version of Atlanta, you know, love Atlanta. man. Yeah, I love Atlanta. Atlanta. And he goes, your version of that. But think of something that has a little more harder jokes. Yeah. Like more jokes per page. Wait. Yeah. So
2: wait, when we met at Clusterfest, you still had a job?
1: Yep, I was still working at a warehouse. Oh, hell yeah, wow. I was still yeah working yeah. at a warehouse. Amazing, man. We we, yeah. we
2: met at this uh, Comedy Central festival, big festival. Yeah. what year would that? be? that was Twenty nineteen. 2019. 2019. And yeah. you know what's so funny? Oh, up next comedian, right? Is yeah, that up next. Yeah, okay. yeah, we were both on it. What's my notes? What's, what's, what's funny about that is when they announced the the people that made that Clusterfest yep. up next, I kept getting so many messages from people like. Yo, you gotta talk to Chris. He's all in the punk and shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, swear to and God. And I knew
1: because I remember see, not knowing you, but like seeing you on Facebook or Instagram or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I think we had maybe followed each other, but I just said, "Oh, this fool must be" because I saw you at an HR shirt one time. Yeah, 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 I uh, saw the uh, yep. Fergazi shirt. <laughs> yeah, yep. yep. <laughs> and then when
2: remember. we met, we started talking about Bad Brains. This yeah, time. Yep. yeah.
1: <laughs> that's right. Crazy. So, so
2: crazy. crazy. Yeah.
0: But before that, you did that. You did the Golden Toad uh sketch comedy stuff how to be broke right
1: yeah stuff like that just li- things that friends would ask me to be in yeah. yeah yeah things that friends would ask me to be in and then wasn't well, I started writing this developing the show with these dudes and th- and then that's what like got this. ended up selling the show and getting it on and all that
0: were you like in time in LA for the ten comics to watch? Yeah, right?
1: yeah, that was cool because it's like a LA publication yeah. and being mm-hmm. from LA and being noticed, like, yeah, it was real cool.
0: And you're you and you were co-creator and a star of, um, punk ass bitch?
1: Oh no no no! It's the the punk ass bitch was the name original name of this fool. Really? Yeah, but then we changed, oh, we shit, dropped my it. Bad. No that. no it's all good. It would have been a harsh name maybe to have. Yeah, well it was. <laughs> I thought it was a little gimmicky and then mm. and then i thought you know what let's not call it that and then yeah then we just called it this full
2: that's like perfect I yeah love, this this it's like perfect, it's like yeah. Yeah. just it's not loud it's not yeah. soft it's like yeah oh, just hits. and it's, then it's, the
1: way we pitched it was like the way we pitched it would be like we would tell whenever we pitched it we'd be like it's like friday but directed by the Cohen brothers yeah yeah mm. or then i would tell people if they didn't know it, or i go you know in friday in the original Friday, the first mm-hmm. with Chris Tucker, I go, you know, the Mexican dudes in the Lowrider yeah. that gave Smokey uh, the Angel Dust. Angel <laughs> Dust. This show, <laughs> this show is about if it was if the movie was about those dudes. Yeah, yeah, and then people would get on board and stuff. You yeah, like all the shirts you're wearing in the posters. Oh yeah, yeah. And I really wanted. To, yep, I, w- I really wanted to get that in there. Like, just wanted to get some personality and shout out like punk stuff, you know. I like how you subtly yeah. do it too. Yeah, really subtly. Subtle. I really wanted to do it because you know sometimes when people do stuff that like punk shit or rock shit in there, sometimes it feels a little try hardy, feels forced. too much. And that and I go, I don't want to explain it. The minute you explain that you like something, it just feels like yeah. forced. But if you just see some full rock in a shirt, like a Bad brain shirt. And just let that be. Or a Crudo shirt, yeah. just let it be. Uh, nobody I mean? says so, nothing about it because cool yeah. they just know who you are shout out to crudos by the way yeah all that stuff like you have I, to get signs
0: up, sign off for those to, yeah, yeah. Have to get yeah. sign off
1: stuff for that like but bands. i just remember telling the costume designer like these are the bands i these are some of the giving her a list of bands and then her picking out shirts going to get shirts she goes you like this i go those are dope and then yeah. in like a bad brains a crudo shirt mm-hmm. uh or even getting music in there. Like, we got a DOA song in there. Yeah. Yeah. Called Fucked Up Ronnie. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then got that on there. And then.
0: They must have been so stoked because they're working on a DOA doc right yeah, now. Yeah, they're working something.
1: on a DOA. Day. It's the dude that did Salad Days, I think. Oh, yeah. That, oh, is
0: yeah. it? Uh, uh, gosh. You know him? He's name? know the kid. Yeah, I forget his name. Yeah, I know the kid since he was a young kid going to shows. Yeah. 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 Scott. Is,
1: uh, yeah Scott. Scott. Something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Scott. Something. I was going to oh, say because cool. I can't the think name. of his name yeah. because his name is Scott. Scott's doing the documentary. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was cool getting little, like, the posters you see, like a Public Enemy, po- yeah. Public Enemy getting that in there. You have to you
0: have to talk to Public Enemy about that.
1: I, I think you reached out to they okay. reached out to their people and they said sure signed off on having a poster. Every or,
2: punk loves Public Enemy.
1: You got to You know what I'm They're saying? Like every every
0: yeah. punk loves Public fucking Enemy. Public what they were enemy. singing yeah. about was so like yeah against the grain and yeah.
1: You know he he does a he did a Clash uh, he narrates Chuck D narrates a Clash podcast what not so, know that there's a clash podcast on spotify i think and it's like just the story of the clash it's a mini series like maybe eight episodes and chuck d narrates the whole thing that is fucking wow. amazing yeah, yeah. I, I mean
0: there's a picture of him and uh flea flea that uh wearing the uh, minor threat shirts back yep. in the day. I yeah. Dude, that, right? yeah i love yeah. that glenn friedman dude i love all that's all connected man i love it too man his public enemy uh, were pretty punk what they were singing yeah. about oh for sure it was so ahead of their time with that for yeah sure and it's cool that he probably knows the, always knows that the clashes. Yeah, yep.
1: He narrates it, and then it was real cool. And then, um, yeah, getting all those sign-offs on things was real cool. And just to subtly, like, not explain it, but also getting, like, hip-hop in there, like... Yeah. Making sure we got, like, dope hip-hop in there was cool, just to make it all feel natural. Because, you know, it's South Central, and making sure, like, if we get a hip-hop song in the first episode to open it, like, <laughs> making sure it's a dude from the neighborhood got... Got this dude named G Perico, mm-hmm. like really dope rapper from South Central. Got one of his songs called Tuli in there. It's a banger. That's and then, awesome. Yeah. Are you bringing like friends that. in there too? Yeah, got to, got some so, people some regular in regular people coming in yeah. yeah. And then, so it was real cool, man. Like just getting to show things like that without explaining it, you know?
0: And then the response for the show, obviously you get in the second season, so it yeah. did really well. Yeah,
1: it did really well and people fuck with it and... Yeah, people like it, so I I've, love the hugs, not thugs. Yeah, yeah, having I that, lo- I love yeah. that man. Yeah, and the
0: whole just the whole story about like being the uh gang rehabilitation nonprofit. Yeah, and yeah,
1: then ended up getting Michael Imperioli to be in it. Yeah. yeah, no, dude, that shit was crazy. That's that's crazy. Yeah, I was working with him. Damn, insane dog. This will what ended Such up happening? Legend. Yeah, we were supposed to offer the role to someone that that role of this character who runs this nonprofit, yeah. and then. I, um, they said, offer it to someone. And I was telling my boy one day, we were walking around at night. This was during the pandemic. And I said, who should we offer? I have no idea. He goes, you should offer it to Michael Imperioli. And then I said, there's no way he would do this. And then he goes, you never know. He probably doesn't get offered as much stuff as you think, mm-hmm. you know. And you're offering him a different type of role or like a gritty role, but it's like not a gangster. Yeah. And then I said, and we offered it to him, and then he read the pilot and was like, "Yeah, I really like this." And then he met with us over Zoom, and that was like, "Yeah, let's do it." And then it was crazy. Wow, Were you yeah. Sopranos fan? Huge. Me too, man. Huge. And you know he's too. a punk guy. He loves punk. And I like, heard he's got a band too. Yeah, right? yeah, the band called Zopa. They're really dope. Mm-hmm. And he, he's he kind of came. He, we would talk about music. He kind of came. He was telling me that he was into a lot of like no wave stuff. Wow. Yeah. Loves No Wave, Lydia Lynch, loves like the Sex Pistols, the Ramones, Damn. Big Smiths fan, like all this it's stuff. to so crazy, man. He knows, yeah. What? He, <laughs> yeah, dude. That fool, big Dinosaur Jr. fan. Whoa. Big Dinosaur He's Jr. fan. He still lives in the East Coast, too, probably, right? He moved, he was living out here for a while. He used to live in Santa Barbara. Okay. And then he moved back to New York. And then once I think all his kids are of age now, they're in like the early 20s, he decided to move back to New York. Wow, he's
0: killing it and white yeah. noticed right now? Too. Killing it,
1: yeah. But what's crazy is how wow. much music he loves, dude. Big deep music head. Loves jazz, but loves rock music, uh-huh. like you know all that shit. It's crazy, like, he was
0: in freaking Goodfellas too,
1: right? Get he's in shot. so many wow, things. And you dude. know what, people, he. You guys remember Summer of Sam? Yeah, yeah. He he wrote that. I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, I wrote that. It was cool because there's a punk element to Summer of Sam. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, dude. Like the, what's homie's that's name? That's what John Luke was on right? Yeah, yeah and yeah. Uh, yeah. homie from the piano, what's that fool's name? Adrian something. He, oh, yeah, Jim Brody? Uh, yeah, he plays yeah. a punk in it. Oh, that's right, he does. He plays a punk in it because it takes place in 77. Oh, yeah. Does and, he
2: have like blueberry spikes or something? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Yep.
1: Wow, man. And he was just telling me, like, he loves all that stuff. He loves the New York Dolls, like Johnny Thunders. What? Yeah. Fool, fool, fool.
0: How old he is he? He's got to be, like, older than me. Probably late 50s, probably. Yep. Right. Yeah. He's like
1: 56, 57. Damn.
0: He looks good, too, man. Yeah. All good. I, I did not.
1: I mean, yep. We would chop it up about music. He loves, like, literature. He loves Jack Kerouac, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But he would chop it up about music. He was, he told me about seeing the Ramones a few times um, in, like, the 80s. Um, knows is friends with Lydia Lynch who you know teenage jerks and mm-hmm. all that like new no wave stuff and yeah just like love's music gets down on the guitar his band's great they're called zopa mm-hmm. and they're really dope and that's yeah, cool. cool he's playing shows and stuff still, yeah playing yeah. shows so crazy
0: <laughs> so what kind of cre- creative control do you have over the did you have over the the first season compared to the second season is it different now since of the success or because it's no. your baby.
1: I feel like they gave us a lot of control. I feel like this new season that we're writing, I, I like it even more than okay. first season. Because first season, you have to set up a lot of things. Yeah. And then second season, you can just let them breathe and yeah. let them be. Yeah. And it's really cool trying to inject like cool punk shit in there again. Still doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still doing it. Making sure like already sending sending the costume designer like these are some bands try to get if you can this, get shirts for yeah. the season yeah then trying to find little ways to put in like punk easter eggs like
0: in i like that punk easter eggs yeah yeah
1: like there's this birthday episode where my character hates his birthday and his phone's blowing up with people saying happy birthday <laughs> and one of the birthdays if you look closely it says happy birthday and the contact is joe strummer <laughs> oh, we we asked,
0: I I saw another thing like that in the first season though. Somebody's name on something. She said, what it was? Yeah, I remember I DM'd you about it. There was somebody's name on there that you yeah. wouldn't know unless you were into punk.
1: Maybe it was the Joe Strummer one. Yeah, yeah. I'm maybe like, it was yeah. the Joe Strummer one. And then be,
0: yeah, on the phone, it was like, yeah, did <laughs> it's that subliminals like that? Yeah,
1: little things like that. Just wearing like a Joe Strummer shirt. I wore one in episode a class shirt, a grudo shirt, a Germ shirt. Yeah, like so just yeah trying to find little ways to sneak punk shit in there without being try hardy about it you know just because i know like i love when i see shit like that so yeah you know
0: when do you um how do you know the show is a success like how soon into the series or episodes do you know that it's actually connecting and people loving it you start getting like ratings or something like that yeah i started
1: getting like we got critical success like it was a little bit of a slow burn, and then we started getting, like, critical success. Like, The New Yorker fucked with it. The mm. New York Times. The LA Times wrote something about it. And then this, like, Vulture article came out, that which was, like, this fool is what streaming comedy should be or whatever. So, things like that. But then also, when I started going on the road. Yeah. And, like, which was exciting, too. You felt too. It, you know, Yeah, difference. people were coming out because, you know, that's where they were knowing me from. So, it was cool, too, because then I had... It was really my goal to prove to them that I go, you're not seeing a dude... You're, I want you to understand that I'm a comic. Yeah. That like I'm not a dude who's on a TV show who's now taking advantage of this and going to do yeah, comedy. Like I've been like doing, you've been, I've you've been been doing that, this. Yeah. So yeah. I would bring out and that a f- happens.
2: A, that happens a lot. Yeah, it happens, it happens a lot, a lot to yeah. a lot of people it to does. where it's like, yeah, and comedy for sure. You mm-hmm. know, to where people like, oh, because you did, you do this like now you're doing
1: now yep. now you're doing stand up comedy to try oh. to. You know. yeah.
0: But if they just do a little bit of research, they'll know where he
1: comes from. Yeah. 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 But you know, but, you do research because you come from punk. Yeah, that's true. You know, but a, you lot know of, the, a lot of people don't do the research. A lot of people don't do re- And I don't blame them. You know, just people, they appreciate things differently. You know, mm. some people are not deep divers, and that's not a bad thing. That's just, they're not deep divers. Yeah. So sometimes people, so it would be cool. So it was, I would take like a friend with me to feature who I'm like is a really good stand up so they could understand like you're seeing stand up. Yeah. You know.
0: Did you feel like you had to prove yourself more?
1: Yeah, I did. I felt like, but it was good. I don't mind that. You know, like, love the, the, pressure. Yourself, the yeah. pressure. Yeah, it was yeah. cool. And then
0: more, did you could tell more people coming out to see you from the show, of course. It's yeah, big difference.
1: Yep, big difference. I mean, people, people were coming out because of the wow. show, so it felt good. And then having to prove myself, and even with the little with the shows, like anytime I would get a flyer done for the show, I would put a little East Punk Easter egg, like when I played Arizona. I I had this illustration made for the show, and on the shirt it says Meat Puppets. Nah. So then I just thought. Shout out to uh, Meat Puppets. Shout out to Arizona. So I just thought. You know, if somebody sees that, and then this dude came up to me at the show wearing the Meat Puppet shirt. Oh, shit. And then he was like, yo, man, I saw that. I, I love the show. Then I saw the Meat Puppets. Like, yeah. I love them. I felt more connected. They actually
2: live, my best friend, his mom's house, the, the house that he grew up in, yeah. they live right across, the, one of the brothers lives right across Still. the street. And, yeah. I, and I had no clue, and I just had got done seeing the Meat Puppets play a gig uh, in Arizona the night before, and then the next day, I'm going to my buddy's house, and I'm like, oh my god yeah it's it, i think it was chris kirkwood yeah, yeah, I, think yeah it was, I think it was yeah. chris and and meanwhile he like he would he would always play like the this little like uh restaurant bars around oh. town and all, all the time and yeah night nice guys nice guys yeah. but it was just crazy i'm like oh my god
1: yeah it was right there <laughs> yeah i try to do that for people because you know like sometimes the thing about like doing like stand-up and coming from punk is that and which was helpful for me and probably helpful for you yeah suppose that when i feel like you can't be when you're a stand-up you got to learn how to talk to everyone yeah and that was the cool thing about growing up where i grew up and not like punk being a little niche thing which yeah. is probably the same for you because you know how to chop it up with everyone totally yeah. you know like yeah. you love punk and you love hardcore but you also know that like Just because you're not in somebody else is not into this doesn't mean you can't chop it up and talk to them. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, yeah, Yeah, but there's some people aren't like that. Like, you know, some people aren't like that, and they kind of click up. But you know, growing up in Inglewood, you know, there's not a lot. There was like kids who banged. There was kids who weren't into this kind of stuff. So you just got to know how to chop it up with people. Yeah, so there's no one. There's no
2: one to really of our world. There's not too many people to click with because. We're like a rarity in yeah. all of our neighborhoods in a sense. Yeah.
1: So you just you just learn like how to chop it up with people. So that's what like that's why I like instilling little punk things. So it's like it, I feel like trying to draw an audience who like if they know me from the show, that's great. And then if there's people who come out and know me from the show, but also get excited by the punk thing, like, yeah, my goals always try to do comedy that both can appreciate. You know. I mean, this is yeah. a perfect
0: example about you mm-hmm. and the clip of you in the turnstile shirt that that all these people saw you on. The, I think of this thing that tell comedy thing. Oh, the don't tell it comedy. went viral is that you wearing a blue turnstile shirt and like, who the fuck is this community? He's wearing a turnstile shirt. I love turnstile. I love comedy. Let me check him out. Boom. Yeah. And just like just that connection in music. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah. Oh, yeah. Beyond yeah. the comedy. I think that's dude. awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. then
1: getting like people from that punk culture, hardcore culture, you know. And it's cool. So, yeah, doing little things like that. and So, it's cool. It's like a good challenge to go out. And most people are, you know, 99% of people are coming because of the show. Wow. And that's good. That's cool. And it's a good challenge because then they get to see me as a stand-up yeah, in that did, context.
0: Did you have any expectations for the show?
1: No. Were you know, skeptical of it? or I, I was kind of like, I just wanted to do a show that will people will fuck with like of of any of any race like people like i wanted a show that felt working class too Mm -hmm. and that's because that's the one thing in my heart that i feel is that like you know if you're working class of any race that that you you really bond with each other because you know what it's like to grow up a little broke you know it's what it's like to be paycheck to paycheck yeah maybe have a single mom who's like struggling Mm -hmm. you know like so you know Making sure that like the show has that element to it, that working class element. Yeah. So it was cool, and I get real excited because you'll I'll meet all types of people, and making sure the shows in the shows set in South Central. So making sure that the show feels both Latino and Black, like yeah. so was important to me. Not even for woke reasons, more for like, well, that's reality. It's so totally I want to make it. I want to make it sure that it feels like reality. And you're not you're not yeah. pushing
2: like this, like yeah, you know. Yep. It's over yeah, the, yeah. not over the it's top a, yeah it's 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 not, not over not, the top it's just like, hey this is this
1: is yeah, this is what this is this is what this is, your neighbors yeah. are this, you yeah, know yeah. sometimes they get along sometimes they don't, yeah, yeah, you know stuff like that, you so. know it's
2: it's it's a uh, very interesting that you say that about the working class and like thinking about that because um you know, I think a lot of times, especially when it comes to comedy, you know like you'll see people and this is not a this is not a knock to anybody, but you'll see people. You know, rise up and get like some very massive, massive success, and then you hear a lot of times like, you know, like they're not that funny anymore, blah blah blah. And I think a lot of times, you know, because when we when when you start off doing comedy, like even even still right now, as I feel like I'm doing comedy, like I'm talking as if I'm like a working class dude. You know, i yeah. I don't. I don't have a lot of money. I don't have a big house. I don't have a nice car or anything like that. And and I think. In majority of people that do come to these shows, it's not it's not a bunch of like really rich no. people that are coming to see stand up comedy. A lot of people it's working class because one these people have nine to five jobs and they have a weekend that they want to you know do something and let loose. Let that's loose fine. and it's like oh yeah. I can go to a comedy show and and a lot of times yeah like they're you know I think that's the important thing about an artist in general or just an entertainer is just to not forget about that you know the people that you're talking to are of the working class yeah. and these people do buy your tickets these yeah. two these people probably support the most out of any yeah genre you know of i people. mean look at all
1: us we supported like yeah you know the yeah. way we supported like i always believed in buying albums like or buying from the band like even yeah. to yeah. this yeah. day Easy, like yeah. i love Bandcamp. yeah yeah you know because oh, i know Bandcamp. how Bandcamp yeah, yeah. works with artists and uh-huh. stuff yeah. like that or yeah like sometimes i'll buy directly from the label or yeah. like you know, I just love like, yeah, yeah. No, oh, yeah. When I when,
2: uh, when I uh, asked you about when I was going to, I was buying something. I can't remember, but I was like, hey, like from this site, does this go? Does this go to the band? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I just wanted to make because a lot of sites, it's obviously, are selling bands merch, Merge, and it ne- yeah. doesn't necessarily go yeah uh, to, to that to that artist. But I think it's important. It's like, hey, like I know what it's like to feel like you know, I don't know. Just yeah, I think it's, it's really I think true, it's just though. something yeah. important to always like. As an entertainer, you know whether it be you, you know you're, you're in a band or we're doing stand up or if you're an actor, I think you you just gotta always understand like there's a there's a working class like don't don't get disconnected from those people.
3: Yeah, you know what I yeah. mean. Like every yeah. you know, no matter
2: how much money you make above above that uh, above the working class, you gotta understand like that's a big part of our society
1: yeah that's why i like sometimes even uh, that's why it's important for me sometimes to just chop it up with people who don't do anything in entertainment <laughs> yeah because dog nothing is more grounding than you talking your shit about whatever your things in in entertainment and then your friend just being like oh well let me tell you about my kids yeah, yeah you yeah, know yeah. what i mean yeah. or like i used to say that like i don't know even sometimes when i go down like where, I, where I'm where i from and where my mom lives and all that. People recognize me now. Like, I was going to ask you uh, that. Yeah, people sometimes recognize me, and that's cool, but and sometimes people don't, and that's great. Because and that's it's great. Like, because it's not like, you know, it, it's okay. It's, it's okay, okay to not be recognized, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. It's totally fine. Has your life
0: changed drastically from the show?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's changed in a lot of ways. I feel like I'm still the same dude, but, you know, it's changed in a ways where, like, even though I come from working class, I got got a little more bread and, you know, in my pocket now, which is like it helps, you know, feel yeah. stable and stuff like that. But and also just kind of getting recognized like that's a trip, you know, like sometimes people in a very niche circle, people would recognize me from stand up. Yeah. But then now people who don't even watch stand up, who watch just TV yeah. will recognize me. And that's cool. I really like that a lot. Like it, I I don't like it in the. T- it. I don't. I like it in the terms that I go. Oh, that's cool. The show's doing well. Yes. I don't like it in the I'm getting recognized, which I I don't mind though. I give people the time, you know. Of course. And then, um, but yeah. So it, th- that's probably changed a lot. Yeah. Did your
0: mom watch the show?
1: She watched a few episodes. Yeah. Okay. She watched a few episodes. <laughs> And then we hooked up Hulu at her te- uh, at her house, and she watched it. And then she was just tripping out, you know. Yeah, she yeah. was super proud, though, for Yeah, sure. Yeah, she's proud. And then... And your
0: homies, you grew up with the people you grew up yeah, with. Yeah, they,
1: to- they all watch it. I get messages from random people I haven't seen in years, like, yo, watch your thing. That's dope. You and you know? feel
0: like it's super important to keep it authentic to how you grew up in the neighborhood, the culture, all that. That's yeah, the that, keep yeah. it, keep and it and authentic. And you have control over that, too. So if they come in and say, hey... Do they? Do the big people from who try to have any kind of control? You you run everything. It's like this is my No, baby. they're they're pretty cool. They yeah. just
1: be as long as I can explain it. You yeah, know? like I remember with the Michael Imperioli character, I just said, I just said, I don't want him to be. I, he has to feel like he's part of the world too. Yeah, he can't be wimpish. <laughs> like, wimpish, you yeah, know. Yeah. He and he can't be. He can't be like a a fake liberal. You mm, know? Yeah. I go because there's a lot he there's a lot of real, you know, like white liberals who who really stand for some shit. And I know those people. That's, you know what I mean? I know those people. So I just go, and some of them come from the working class, you know. Most of this country is fucking working class. Yeah. You know? So I just said he has to feel that way. Cause I just remember thinking about real organizations that mm-hmm. exists, like a Homeboy Industries. Yes. You look at Father G, he's a Father Greg Boy. you know, he's a white dude, Irish, Irish-American Irish Catholic priest. Like,
0: That's the guy that runs uh, Homeboy Industries? Homeboy Industries. Did not know that.
1: Yeah, that guy, all those hardcore dudes been in gangs, in and out of prison, they don't look at him like, what does this white guy know? They go, this is a real motherfucker who's yeah. been yeah, caught in drive-bys, yeah. you know, who yeah. used to be yeah. in, like, East L.A. projects and stuff like yeah. that. So... Yeah, I just want, and then I told them I go, I go, cause if he feels, if he feels hoity toity, that's gonna feel racist. Mm. I go, but if he's a flawed person like everybody else in the show, then you won't even notice that he's white, cause he's the only white guy in the show. So you yeah. won't even notice. He's yeah. just a, like a flawed person. How we're all flawed in the world. And they were like, all right, cool. They let us do that. Like things I'll explain. Like. One time, we have an episode where my mom's, uh, my my character's, his mom is getting her recycling st- stolen by a homeless dude in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. and then they go, "Why would that be a problem?" And I go, "Well, broke people, we recycle for money." Yeah. So it's like sometimes we'll have a collection, we'll build up a co- like three full ass bags of recycling, and when you turn that in for fifty, sixty bucks, you could go buy some market. You go buy yeah. yeah. That happened. I had to explain to them that that's a real story. That in my neighborhood there was this local like crackhead dude named Peanut, who was stealing my mom's recycling and the neighbors' recycling. Wow! And when they had to come out and be like, "This ends, dude. You can't. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna let you take one bag." <laughs> like, yeah, and like you <laughs> that's know, so funny. like it's real though. Yeah, real shit like that. So and then when they would hear it, they would. And people hit me up about that, like randomly, like they yo, might have no peanut. yeah, 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 or, or <laughs> hit me up about the recycling thing, like yo, we recycle that way too, or like, Damn. or sometimes that episode has to do with like we all live at home, and the mom in the show is a janitor, and she brings she brings toilet paper from her job, yeah, so, so okay. she doesn't have to buy it, yeah, she, and then <laughs> they go just like a lot of people hit me up, yo, my mom is a janitor. My dad's a janitor. They bring that shitty ass toilet paper home too. And <laughs> wow. Like, and then so, somebody was, had
0: uh, a good role and they keep using it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, so some good.
1: Polish chick from New Jersey hit me up and told oh. me that that related to her too. So that was wow. like, I was like, that's dope. I like that it's relating to working class yeah. people from all exactly. types of ethnicities. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Because we, could, we all, at some point, even if you're not broke anymore, but if you ever were broke, you know what that shit felt like, mm-hmm. you know. You can relate yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Fuck man, it's so cool. I'm so psyched for Thanks, yeah, really yeah. excited for the second season. Yeah, really excited for the second season. I'm you. really stoked for you. Mm-hmm. And like, in your whole story too, like growing up and yeah, you have all the punk punk ethics still in your life, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I try to, man. I try to. When I just remember, when anybody hits me up, like, you know, even if it's a brief thank you, like, you Do know, you answer
0: all your DMs, check all your messages. Yeah, and I try stuff?
1: to. Yep, for the most
0: part. Yeah. Like
1: if I don't if I don't get back to a motherfucker, I. It'll be like a week later, but I'm gonna get back to you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'ma gonna, I'm gonna get back to you, you know? And then like sometimes yeah, shit like that. I try you know, I try to I try to stick to that shit that really helped me out, you know.
0: Are you still listening to like new like punk music and stuff like that? Keep, yep, yeah, still, still listening. Going to shows and ex- stuff?
1: I don't go to shows as much, but I still get really excited by checking out bands. like Yeah. You know, I going, love that. Going through band camp, checking yeah. out bands like who are a new bands? There's a lot of like bands from LA that I love. There's a lot of games. LA, yeah. LA. It's popping, right popping poppin right now. You know, there's a lot of like. There's this band called Generación Sucida. They sing in Spanish. They're from all Latino do uh, Latino men and women. Oh yeah, from... we yeah. I I messed, you posted that. Yeah, yeah, that posted, song. yeah. I love them. Yeah, they're great. They sing yeah. in Spanish. They're from like Watts area. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Yeah, from Watts. They're dope. They have the cool. female drummer, right? Female drummer. Yep. Yeah, her name is Kiwi. Sick dude. Yeah, they're it's dope. Sick. Punk rock, punk, yep. Yeah, okay. yep, yep, yeah, punk Great rock, stuff, yeah. And then listen to them. Listen, there's a bunch of like really cool, like just like Latino bands from South Central, and East LA that I like. I'll listen to their band camps. There's a band that I checked out from from Philly named Poison Ruin uh-huh they play like oi music oh yeah. wow really? they play like oi but they have like synthesizers, and it sounds <laughs> a little it sounds a little metalish and doomy, but it yeah. has like oi and poison ruin wow. poison ruin so yeah i'd be I'd check out everything like what's the last show you went to it's the last show i went to i felt like i probably went to a big show i'm trying to think who i went to go see probably really like a wasn't necessarily a punk show but still rooted in punk i want to see nick cave Oh, okay. Nick came so oh, in yeah, the bad yeah. seats. Yeah. This was like pre pandemic. I think I saw them. Nah, hold up. There was this band called Sweeping Promises. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Young woman, young Indian American woman, and this dude. They played really cool, like, kind of new wavy shit. Like, that's dope. Yeah. I when wish it,
0: Rage would come here, man. They missed the whole Cali run, right? Cause I
1: had tickets to go see them and run the jewels. Oh. And then yeah, that they, got they, canceled they, they, right at the beginning of COVID. Yeah. I know. I never,
0: the, I never the came Western, here.
1: As far as Worcester goes going, is, uh, Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. That already yeah. happened,
0: though. Didn't it already happen? No, it did not. Ooh, I love yeah. them, The Jewels, too.
1: Dude, I went to go see Rage when I was... I saw Rage a bunch of times when I was a kid, when they were still together. Yeah. I saw them at the Democratic Convention Center when it broke out into a riot in downtown LA. This was like 2000. Wow. What? Yeah. We broke out into a riot. Saw them at the forum when they had Gangstar open up for them. <laughs> and what? queens and queens of the Stone Age. Holy shit! Yeah, Gangstar and yeah. Rage. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was That's crazy. Insane. Yeah, I don't
0: even know about that that tour. That's crazy. Yeah,
1: it was it was Queen of the Stone Age when like Rated R was out that album, and then Gangstar probably full clip was Damn. out. So you hip hop, you hip hop head. Yeah, too, like yeah, New fuck York with hip hop. Yeah, I love all that shit. Yeah, like I grew up from being out here. I loved like all that gangster shit. Like I love the east siders corrupt east side yeah. is great top yeah. the east, yep. east siders, corrupt. <laughs> all that shit. Cypress corrupt Cy- mca cypress hill man. all that cycle realm all that stuff love that ice stuff. cube solo records ice cube so america's most Wanted. All america's wicked most Wanted. all that shit yep. and then i also loved uh you know shit that was coming out of the east coast like shit that also felt adjacent to punk rock like boogie down bdp yeah, yeah bdp Gangstar. love all that shit. Wu Tang, yeah, yeah, man. Telling you my d- mom heard me listening to that Ghostface album. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's Rockets so funny. Long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love all that hip hop shit, man. I really yeah, that shit speaks to me too. It always feels like feels dope to put it on. Uh You listen to hip hop too or no? Uh yeah, yes and no. I like that G Perico shit I've been that's on the show. I've been listening to some of his stuff. I listen to like you know, I love Kendrick. Uh, I love Kendrick, man. Love Kendrick. And then I'm trying to think if there's What's some new hip hop shit I've been listening to? I don't know, whatever.
0: It's... Kendrick's great, though. Kendrick's yeah.
1: great. What what I hear on the radio is dope, too. Sometimes yeah. I hear sh- good shit on the radio. Love Outcast always been. Love Outcast, oh, love man. Love Outcast. Hopefully, I'm
0: going to see a new record or song from them again. I wonder. It's going yeah. to so over. Yeah. I don't know. Well,
2: they're, we, they're one of those artists that I think technically they never broke up. Yeah. yeah.
1: You know what I love? Like Fugazi. Like Fugazi. Yeah. <laughs> Fugazi. <laughs> I love. I love hip hop of that, of, uh, probably a weird thing to say, but hip hop right now feels like very single driven, but I love hip hop from when it was albums. Yes. that
2: yeah. that is a, a great, great point. Great yeah. point.
1: That's There's, a great point. There there was a time and place in hip hop when you, people were talking about albums and that's, yeah. what, that's what I really like. That's why yeah. yep. the
0: new Kendrick it's like a masterpiece. Yeah. Yes. Yep. All the interludes, he, he, he has album. Yeah. He has album yeah. shit, you know? Yep. Damn, oh, that's, a, that's interesting
1: I fuck with whatever the roots puts out. I was listening to some yeah. some new Black Thought stuff and uh-huh. that was real. He's dope. underrated too as an MC. Oh, yeah, man. He's that incredible fool, Black Nobody down. put him in their top he five. He was at Clusterfest Oh, what
0: yeah, yes, a, yeah. Yeah, yeah I got right. a picture with him. Yep. Yeah. Nobody put Black Thought in their top five, really. Yeah. Mm. For Dude, do you have a top five in hip hop at all? Or no?
1: Yeah, I feel like I probably do. I feel like Biggie, I love Biggie. Yes. Yeah. yeah. To me, um life after death is great like, record. Great record, dude. Mm-hmm. Listen to that, and then um, yeah, it's just I just love it. Like I always listen to this and Just like go, damn, what a profound motherfucker, dude. Like yeah, just like
2: that's why I love the doc that Netflix did of him. Yeah, Could dude because, was talking about depression. Yeah, like he and paranoia. About, yeah, paranoia. Yeah, paranoia, depression, and and,
1: and at the same time had like party records. That's like were yeah, have like dope yeah. hits and
2: like. I feel like that doc, That doc. you see that doc about him, mm-hmm. the more recent one? Mm-hmm. I feel like that doc did him justice because you always just hear, like, of the beef, you know, the obvious yeah. beef of the East yeah. Coast, West Coast, and it's like, all right, we, we know that so well, you know what I mean? And I and yes, I think it's something that will always be talked about, but I, there was a lot I did not know about Biggie. Yeah. And, and thanks to that doc, like, I didn't know, like, he was going to Jamaica as a kid and you know, yeah. like just listening to the music and it's like relatives like playing, you know, oh, like all, all that stuff. And I'm like, yeah. wow, you know, and and the, the, the story about the man that played it, that played a saxophone. Uh, oh. that was, There was a, a guy in his neighborhood that played a saxophone or something like that. I remember that. I'm talking yeah. About and he that. would like put like I think maybe rap along with it or something of that nature. But yeah, like cool stories like that. I'm like, yeah. holy shit. I did not know this about him. yeah Yeah,
1: i feel like yeah biggie probably big pun you know i love big pun yeah um damn even if it's not mcs just like top five groups the top five just artists hip-hop artists like public enemies in there yeah man you know the roots is in there Cypress, Gangstar, you know, Gangstar LP, you ever like Tribe or De La Soul? Oh, Love Tribe, dude, Ooh. like man, Midnight Marauders is one of Incredible, my favorite, man. favorite, favorite albums. Yeah, I love Midnight Marauders. Yeah, love Tribe. Yeah, just all that. That's show. on the East Coast, man. Yeah. The top. Yep, a lot of that. Corrupts in there. I love corrupt. Love corrupt. Yeah. He has good solo records too, right? Love yeah. Corrupt. Okay, yeah. I remember. He's a real one, man. He's a real yeah. one. Dope MC. I remember really loving, like, the Alcoholics. Love yeah. alcoholics. From out here, because they had, like, a party, like, crazy, yeah. funny yeah. vibe Made to it. Yeah. Make room. Yeah. yeah. Alcoholics. Um, yeah. Just what about it.
0: punk stuff in your top?
1: Ooh. Inspirations. To Stromer's definitely in there. Oh, yeah. Love the Clash, dude. Love the Clash. Man, you guys, you're training vein cover. Oh, wow. Thank yeah. you, man. And then love. <laughs> Love, love the Clash. I it's a, what I always go back to is the Clash. I always go back to because the Clash yeah. had such a like progression that you could mm-hmm. listen to different styles of the Clash if you want yeah. to. oh yeah, you yeah. could listen to Janie Jones White Riot Clash. Yep. Or you could listen, like I said, this is Radio Clash. You could listen to Clash London Calling. Clash is yeah. different from first yeah, it's album. It's so different. Clan. That's my favorite. Yeah, uh, yeah. man. I love well, London what's Calling. What's the
2: album with Tommy Gun?
1: With uh, Give Him Enough Rope. Yeah, 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 yeah. you can listen mm-hmm. Give Him Enough Rope. Such a loud album. Yeah. Swaggery album mm-hmm. with say, Safe European Home, uh, Tommy Gun. I all that love stuff. Tommy Gunn. Yeah, listen to Stay Free, all yeah. that. You uh, could do so, the
0: same thing with Rancid.
1: Yep. Oh, it was, yeah. Which was
0: a big inspiration to yeah. Clash, obviously, but "Your yeah. 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 life won't wait. is almost like your that's, that's my
1: favorite Clash of, uh Rancid album. I love Life Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. so, yeah. That's what I remember hearing in Rancid, uh, in a... Uh, hearing about bands even in coppers love, yeah you know we're that in there. yeah you guys you're in there. there yeah you guys got shout out marky ramon sick of it all dude like, it's so true yeah you guys got, so
0: is that uh, london i'm gonna find it yeah new york yep. way back to kingston yeah, which oh, they have God. uh
1: bujo bantan on there yeah yeah that's right oh yeah dude. yeah, yeah. They did that in jamaica that's yeah. right mm-hmm. and that's so that's such a great record i feel like Clash is in there. Fugazi's in there. Oh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Bikini Kill. Ooh. You know, Los Crudos is in there. Is, wasn't uh, he a teacher? Martin Suranga. Yeah, he was a teacher in Santa Ana. Yeah. Yeah, out in like Orange uh-huh. County. And then um, stuff like that. I love, you know, At the Drive-In. Was oh, it's really interesting. Mars the- Volta? Mars Volta. Yeah. I really loved At the Drive-In a lot, though. Yeah. yeah. They were on like, I remember just like, Getting into, like, a lot of postcard hardcore, hardcore shit from, like, Kill Rock Stars, all mm-hmm. that stuff. Bands, like, Unwound, I really love. And... Who was
0: in that the drive? You came from another band? Oh, no, that was just a new band. Then Mars Volta was... Yeah, ah, yeah. Mars, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Stuff like that, what do I love?
0: Do you, like, Saves the Day and stuff like that, or...?
1: No, a little less. Yeah, okay. a little less. Some of that more, like, kind of emo stuff I wasn't into as much. Do you, like, That's Embrace? The- love Embrace. Yes! See, now, when I talk, like, that stuff, I mean, like... Emotive hardcore—that's a different story. Like okay. yeah. you know, "Right to Spring," yes. Yes. "Embrace." I saw them together you, one oh, time. I can't even imagine.
0: One time, those two again. When I told Ian, he's like, "Oh," and he, and he had it written down. He's like, yeah. "We played eight shows as Embrace, and you saw one of them." Some Insane. <laughs> that's I love. That's fucking... I love
1: all that Revolution Summer stuff. There, oh, there's yeah. a there's a band. They only put out they put out one EP and one record. They're called they're um Latino punk band from San, from Orange from Fullerton, Orange County. Like it's a mix of different different areas from Southern California, but they they're called Maron and they they play they were they put out a record a few years ago and they're really inspired by uh by Revolution Summer. Wow. So they, you know, they were inspired by like "Rights of Spring," "Embrace," "Dagnasty," all that stuff. So that record, it's these Latino dudes that just sing in in, uh, in Spanish, but they oh, sing. Oh wow! Oh damn, yeah, that's yeah, dope. Yeah, Mexi- Wh- Mexican cats from like from the IE and all that stuff.
0: I want ch- and yeah. also another band you might like called Praise. Praise? Yeah, praise their no new bass sounded yeah, exactly what you but, just said. Throwback,
2: yeah, they're they a throwback to like yeah. all that you just like talked about. Dope, I'm gonna check that out. Yeah. Yeah. Rites
1: of Spring, yeah. embrace. Seven yeah, Rites of springs is definitely in there. I love. Rides I just turn them Spr- on to yeah, that yeah. too.
0: Yeah, because of praise. I'm because like, I listen to this band praise. I was like, this yeah. is the band they're inspired by. Yeah, I love, love. you can hear those like influences yeah. in there for I sure. L- love that. But embrace, yeah. man, that shit's
1: brutal. punk stuff in there. Yeah, Fugazi, Minor Threat, Flag, but also like. You know, Rancid's in there, mm-hmm. uh, Bikini Kill. Oh, it's so much stuff, dude. I love all of that and stuff, you still dude. listen to
0: that stuff sometimes?
1: D- listening on the way here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? listening to your covers album on the way here. Oh, shit, man. Yeah. Thank you, man.
0: But Rancid, dude, such a big inspiration to me, man. A big part of yeah. my life.
1: Yeah, same here. Like watching, like, you know, Let's Go was huge for me. Let's Go was fucking huge. Like, huge. really huge for me. Do you like Now Come the Wolves? Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Banger. It's Michael. crazy
2: how the album sound still sounds like today. Like, yeah. it's like relevant, it's, it's so, important. It's so refreshing. Yeah. You know, like to this yeah. day. Yeah. I J- love that.
1: Truly has like an oi, street punk yeah. sound to it. Mm-hmm. Like, you can hear the fact that he loves Elvis Costello. Like, yeah. you know, just all that shit. Like, it's crazy. And then, uh, who else is in there, man? Just so much shit I love, dude. Like, yeah. Just. So many, yeah, yeah. So so many punk bands come to mind. What, what are you
0: know. working on now besides uh, this fool?
1: Just writing season two of this fool, and then doing stand up, and then I recently during the break of this fool, I shot a little short movie that I'm okay. like turning into, like trying to get into festivals. Like, nice. yeah, yeah, had a lot of fun doing that. What's it about? It's about two. It's called Fifth of July. Mm-hmm. And it's about two homies, look, two adult homies in their 30s looking for illegal fireworks the day after 4th of July. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Yeah. So it's, a, it's like 13 <laughs> minutes. It's a comedy. And these fools kind of get wrapped up in the criminal underworld while yeah. looking for illegal fireworks. Wow. Yeah.
0: Are people hitting you up to write things or audition for things? Yeah, or? audition
1: for things and stuff like that. It's real cool. And yeah. then um, doing that. And then did
0: yeah. you have like a legit agent before and all that stuff or that all changed with the show?
1: I had him right before the show. Okay. Right before the show doing stand-up. And so, yeah, from that stuff. But, yeah, now it's trying to finish, trying to, we're finishing up writing the second season of This Fool. We shoot it in January. We start shooting at January 30th. Damn, it's and soon. then hopefully when that's done, just tour and do stand-up. That's what I want. I want to go out and do, a, like, a tour where I'm out, like for a bunch of weekends in a row. Yeah. You know, some band shit. Yeah. yeah. Getting, going to different cities, going to record stores. I love doing that. You yeah. know, going to record stores. I, I do this thing where I'm in a, when <laughs> I go to a city, I like to listen to whatever. I like to walk around the city and whatever band is from that city. I listen. I go to Minneapolis. <laughs> I listen to Husker Du. Yeah. Wow. You know, I go to do New the same U- shit? Yeah. Yes. Every wow. time. I just get the vibe of I go, grew up. Every time. Yeah, I go to New York. I'll listen to H2O. I'll listen to Agnostic. Like, I'll listen, wow. whatever New York, I'll listen to that old New York thrash compilation. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. You know, I'll listen to that. I'll listen to the Ramones. Walked the Bowery. To yeah. yeah. Any city I'm in, sometimes when I was. I love that. Like, sometimes even at night during the pandemic, like the quarantine, I will walk around my neighborhood, like in East Hollywood, Los Filets, listening to X, yeah. Fear, The Gun Club. Yeah. Playing you know black it's so cool like, man just trying to like i don't know it's cool i look li- you do the same shit yep, yep. all the time yep
2: when i went to london all brit pop yep seattle yep. all grunge yeah like, I, I make a whole playlist for it. yep fun, you did you know oh i was gonna say Did you me. know fun fact uh that you told that you told me when we were at the improv that night mm. i didn't know this but when hr what lived at
1: oh yes man so When H.R. was out here in L.A. and kind of seemed to be almost homeless, homeless, almost homeless. Yeah.
2: Early 2000s, right?
1: Yeah. Early 2000s. He was kind of always squatting and living in like Griffith Park. Like, there, you know, in Los Feliz, there's that part of the Griffith Park where they have the water fountain on Riverside and and Los Feliz Drive. Okay. And in the early 2000s, through some friends, we found out that H.R. was at the park. So... And we knew he had some kind of mental issues going on, so we would take him food. Oh, wow, yep. We would take him food and, like, blankets and stuff like that just to make sure he was cool.
0: Was he cool? He was cool.
1: Yeah, he was very lucid. Yeah. Very lucid. And then, you know, he would always say, I'm okay. I I, I stay with my friends or something. But, you know. He's yeah. so soft-spoken and sweet. Yeah, man. so soft-spoken. But, yeah, that was a big deal, man. I love. That's, yeah. He's doing so good know. now. Though, yeah, too, man, yeah. Man. Really and good place. I love everything. His wife seems to be such a great caretaker yes. and partner yes. for him. And I was telling you, you got to check out. Have you seen that HR documentary? Yeah, I'm in it. You're in it? Yeah. Damn, I remember. I'm going <laughs> to rewatch it because it's been a few years. It's yeah, been a few it, yeah. years. But yeah. It's great. I, I love that HR documentary. It's so love good, man. that HR documentary. It's really heavy, yeah. too. It's heavy. and if, as it, go, it's, go, it
2: goes all the way back.
1: Yes. It it's goes all about the stuff
2: he's
0: been through, too. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, but like, does it What's go it all the way finding, back? In
1: uh, F- finding, uh, finding Joseph. Finding Joseph, yeah. Finding Joseph. There's even a really great Bad Brains documentary. There is. There's a great but it's hard Bad Brains. Kind of yeah, though, no? and, and it's new. It came out like maybe ten years ago. It used to be on Hulu. Like you could. see yeah, yeah. Like it's intense though. That's the intense, it's intense one, right? Did you see that argument where Daryl yeah. is like That's getting mad at Judy's him? Yeah, stuff. I was telling you about that. Yeah. though.
0: So, so, I, so yeah. this is hard to find. It was sent to me it br- before it came out. I got What's funny it. is both of you guys told me this. About the same that scene. I got to watch <laughs> it on my computer, but I never thought it came out because I heard it didn't come out because of how intense it was. But I guess it came out. Yeah, it came out.
1: Because I, I remember Yo. I streamed it, and I and now it's I'm heavy. trying to find a copy. I'm a, I want to find a copy of it and yeah. buy it, but it's heavy. I don't because, know if it came out like that, man. Yeah, it's a heavy documentary. Because the first
0: viewing, word spread. Like when the first people started seeing it, word spread about how, not negative, about how intense it was with those moments. With
1: those moments, and also their history of like, you know, they had that little beef with big boys from... Uh, yeah from austin from austin yeah, yeah called were, them out for the song yeah called them up for maximum Pil-
0: uh Maxim Pil- uh, Max Pil- uh, rock and roll yeah too. For,
1: for, because on quickness they had a song that was don't like, blow no bubbles don't blow no bubbles yep. which was talking about aids and yeah. you know they kind of had like you know they had closed-minded you know homophobic views at the time mm-hmm. and which he apologized for which he apologized yeah, yeah. Thing, and yeah. i respect that you know i saw daryl in that documentary what's so crazy it's him and ian yes you remember that documentary yes him and ian and then daryl says look man i was young and i had i had those i i had the wrong views at the time and like that's how i and i don't feel that way now and i know it was a mistake and it's cool i love that like yeah dude i i was wrong and like all this shit and because there was that little beef with and like big boys t- yeah. and mdc, MDC yeah because MDC, t- MDC, MDC you know." But it, it was a song dissing them I dissing think. Dissing them. Yeah. diss yeah. track. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, you know yes. what I love to it recently. Yes. You know, you know what nobody talks about punk diss tracks. Yeah. They exist cuz you know Circle Jerks wrote one, Black Flag wrote one about Keith Morris.
2: Mm-hmm. Which was Oh, you you bet that I've got something yeah. personal you, against you. Yeah. Yep. And then I didn't realize that was a diss track yeah. until you said it, but then when I think you about know, that song, I knew exactly what. Sex
1: Pistols wrote a diss track to New York bands on new york on on uh on never mind the bullocks is about this really? in the new york scene then johnny thunders wrote a song called london boys dissing the sex pistols wow yeah. and i told you new
0: york hardcore distracts yep yeah there's a bunch of there's like subliminals bunch. there's a bu- there's i am i'm gonna tell them one off the pod though but yeah we're yeah, yeah, about. yeah but there's yeah a lot they, of subliminals then there's a lot of subliminals
1: th- with boston and new york yeah you know weird. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. So yeah. crazy.
0: but like even like the song "Loser," the Descendants doesn't play that anymore. Yeah, cut the
1: lyrics. Yeah,
0: because back then it was kind of shocking to say some of the things. Not talking mm. about Bad Brains, but the Descendants, but they were talking about on that mm-hmm. song yeah. "Loser." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't uh, homophobic. It's just the words people use back yeah, then. The way yeah. they talk. The way people yeah. calling yeah. you a punk or a bitch. Yeah. Use different words, but yeah. they're using the songs. Yeah, yeah. So do you worry c- about cancel culture and stuff with nah, your comedy?
1: I don't think about it. I mean, you know what? Sometimes people will say things. Sometimes I'll. I'll try things and people don't like it, but you know how I feel. I feel like you know you're entitled to not like everything I say. It's cool. It's cool. That's it's what you cool say too. Yeah, I you say know? that same shit. I go, it's I, cool. Yeah, it's I mean, cool. I'm I'm not mad that you yeah. don't like what I'm saying. Yeah, It's cool.
2: Yeah. And then I, what
0: about like support I, from the uh, comedy community when stuff like that happens? Like he's coming up and he has a TV show, that does really well. Do you feel the love? Do you feel? Oh yeah, the people community? are real cool, man. His yeah. music's kind of the same you too. You know what's
1: so like, funny? The thing that I get is people tell me. Comics will tell me, "Dawg, I'm so happy your show's good because I didn't want to lie to you."
3: <laughs> <laughs> I say that to my acting yeah. friends about their shows yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. There you go.
1: Yeah. You know what trips me out <laughs> is that your boys with Josh Brolin. That's what I was just talking about, Doug. And then that fool was in Court like RKL, yeah. like RKL yeah, yeah, affiliated. Yeah. Ba- that That's trips the me thing out. That's the person who stopped my
0: mind because he brought me to go to the premiere of Outer Range. And we sat Uh there and watched it, and I was like, what is this about? It was so good. And I said, bro, I'm so happy that was good because I don't want to tell you to your face. What do I say if it's not good? But now the show's got a second season. It's an incredible show, aliens and cowboys. Yeah. But yeah, he's a real one, humble. You know, RKL, RKL dogtown, yeah, skateboarding. RKL. Yeah. yeah, comes.
1: It's, I think he was a Ventura County cat, right? Comes from that like yeah. Nardcore scene around yep. there. He's just
0: such a humble human. Just so happy for his whole career, like. Yeah. And he knows the history and yeah. um.
1: But that documentary, there's those tense moments in that documentary. Wait, that is the, the HR one re- easy to find? Yes, okay. very easy. But the other you one can isn't. Find the though. The, other, the Bad Brains one. Suddenly, you can't. Really you saw find that? Do you
0: see the um, Godfather's a hardcore Agnostic Front?
1: Yes, that was a great Ooh. documentary. A really, that's a great really, one. Great, Fucking great beautiful! Man. I watched it for the
2: first time last year. Uh, last year with me, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's beautiful. You know, it's a good one.
1: You know what I love? There's this like little, small videos on like Vinny Stigma. Yeah, that like crack me up because he's such a character, like cool. running for president. Yeah, like, like, like just a great... That fool makes me laugh. Like, that feel so he funny to like be an actor or something yeah. like, yeah. too. Yeah, like, he's got
0: such
2: a personality.
1: He's a personality. He's like man. a real New
0: York
2: legit.
1: Oh yeah. Well, there's that Tim Armstrong. New, that he narrates, he yes on Vice, Vice uh, uh, New York hardcore. God or it's a, a hardcore documentary though. Yeah, they talk about A Seven and all that. Mm. Yeah, and he yeah. narrates it. Narrates it, yeah. And Stigma Vinny's narrates it. it. No, uh, Tim Armstrong. Oh, no, it's Armstrong. called Under Your
0: Influence. Is a name uh, for, yes. Yeah, it's like a Dag Nasty lyric, but it's a New York thing. I remember this that he yeah. did on Vice. There's also a great Judge one on Vice that he did yeah. about Judge in that band. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Did you hear and like, they you,
1: do a two tone one too? Really? Yeah, they do. he narrates a two-tone one.
0: His voice is just incredible, oh, man. Oh, yeah.
1: Even from when I was a kid, I always think his voice was so good. Yeah. We got we got yeah. to
0: be on his podcast recently, and his band got to play on his podcast yeah. recently. That's it's dope. not out yet, but, like, yeah. have you met him before?
1: No, I never met him. Okay, and we're going to make it happen. Yeah. You know what? Randomly, I've seen this fool, like, throughout little events. <laughs> yeah. I, like, <laughs> I remember, like... Oh, I think you told me this. Yeah. So, wait, did you? Okay, wait, I can't remember. Maybe. I'm... Throughout my life, I've met him at little things like I don't want to bother. Him, no, or I keep it cool. I would just go, hey, what's up? I'm a big fan, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit like that. And then <laughs> um, randomly, like anytime I would always go to that Ramones event they have at the Hollywood Cemetery. Yeah, they do always it like there. every year. And he would always be there yeah. DJing sometimes, yeah. you know? And then um, He's a good
0: human. There's people that I met like in this world of being like heroes to me. Yeah. And some I wish it didn't meet, but he's one. I'm so happy that like he's my boy, he's my brother, but just yeah. meeting them back in the nineties. And then I got to be in the mm-hmm. time bomb video. Yeah, that's right. You're, um, yeah. you're becoming, in your shorts, right? You're in the yeah, shorts yeah, and then tank top, tank really top West and, coast. You, and you're
1: hopping over like your skateboard. The, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. Yep.
0: But those guys like the New York is was yeah. ready for sick of all. Y'all met together early nineties in this, just, he's a real one, dude, Tim Armstrong. Yeah. He's a real genius and a real incredible songwriter, man. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's And has the same songwriter. routine every day. Yeah, and he's like this. <laughs> like, yeah, he's, he's, he
2: keeps everything so simple.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Him, him and Ian are like the two people that, yeah. they're like heroes yeah. that are like heroes they are like, they're everything you want them to be. Yeah, I believe it. They're real, you know. Yeah, you have the experience with Ian and. Yeah,
1: it was crazy. Or even just other people that I've met who have always been cool. just really live
0: it what they sing about. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I met Mike Watt a handful of times. Uh huh. And he was just the coolest dude. I would go see him. He because he lives in L.A. and oh, he in, does. Still lives in Pedro. Yeah. And there's a place out in Pedro called the Sardine. Yep. It's like my this, band played there recently. Oh, you guys played yeah, there. Really? Did. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. Oh shit. Yeah. You know, you know Kevin from DC.
2: Kevin from D.C. Yeah,
1: black dude likes punk music. He's from D.C. Yeah, Kevin, Ke- Kevin Titt. Kevin Titt. Yes, yes, yeah. that's my guy. I yeah. love him. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah oh, that's my dude. guy. Po- comedian dude, loves punk. He's got a band. Yeah, originally from Hawaii. Yeah, originally yeah, from, from Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah, he lives yeah. in, He's He's in, in a D.C. He had me at a show at the Sardine. Yeah. It's like this cool little, like, just a like, you know who I think owns it? You know FYP? Yeah, I think the so, yeah. West Coast uh, punk band on, like, Reese's Records. I think the dude from FYP owns the yes. Sardine. Yep. Yeah. Oh, wow. And it's just Mike Watt plays there a lot. A lot of bands from Pedro, yeah, Wilmington. It's a, it's nice. a dope. It's a dope. It's, it's, it's a dope spot. They a, got
2: they sell records in yeah. there. Yeah, it's got okay. a bar in there. They got a bar this, in there.
1: Yeah. They got a little back patio. Little back patio selling burgers and yep, hot dogs. Exactly. Yep. He, he's
0: about to play with Di, his band. Yeah, play with Di. Yeah. That's pretty sick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, um, you got crazy. the
1: my my boy Joe Jimenez Menace. Yeah, Jo. Hey,
0: Joel is.
1: Yeah, he's, he's great the great drummer greatest. man.
0: Yeah, he's the greatest. He's a really good drummer yeah. man. A he, he's comedian he's, too. I saw. Yeah, my, he's the greatest. Most anxiety filled Mexican. You'll yeah, ever exactly. meet in Yeah, exactly. He was
1: telling me. That, <laughs> and, and let me know
2: if this happened to you, but he was telling me when he was younger because he was listening to, like all the punk and all that stuff. Yeah, and he yeah. said like all the bangers would be like, "Oh, you a K rocker fool?" Yeah, that's he's, what they're calling. Ah! <laughs> yeah. So
1: when you grow up here, all the all. So what was crazy was when you grow up when you grow up here and you grow up in a neighborhood like for me, I grew up in a neighborhood that was both black and Latino. So you get all the cholo fools, they would call you K rockers. Yeah. And, and all the and all the black dudes that banged, like all the bloods and crips in the neighborhood, they would call you like Satan worshippers. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Cause like I always joke around at the time. I said, man, nobody talks about like everybody talks about white cops, but no black dudes who banged at the time in the late nineties and early 2000s, what scared them the most was Marilyn Manson. Yes. Wow. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs>
2: so every, listen, I'm telling you, like yeah. my wow. my folks, yeah. like before I was adopted, they thought I was like a Satanist because I fucking would listen to corn and all that stuff. And yeah. I'm like. You haven't even. I mean, obviously, just hear the sound yeah, of it, and they yeah. they think it's the devil. Yeah, yeah,
1: and if they don't listen to it, it all sounds the same to you. you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. exactly. Yeah. K rockers. Yeah, yeah, you so K rocker Yeah, <laughs> hey dog, you're a K rocker, huh? Yep. Hey <laughs> fool, you're a K rocker, huh? And I'd be like, oh, come on, dog. Like <laughs> that know. means that like you're alternative. Or yeah, I mean, are alternative. Because of, of the K-Rock station. Because of the K rock. So that's their context. Yeah, it's, mm. you're a K rocker. They don't really know that. Maybe what you listen isn't really on K rock all the time. Exactly. You know. When Joel told me that, yeah. I was dying laughing. Yeah, so I had, I had to ask you. Yeah, to have you. They tell you, a on K Rock." Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, dog, they're playing Three Doors Down on K Rock. I'm not into that. You
0: get offended by it. Yeah. It's almost like a diss. So they don't even know they're dissing you. They don't, even yeah. know.
1: they don't know they're dissing you. Yeah, they would just call you K Rockers. K-Rocker. <laughs> yeah, and, the then, <laughs> and uh, all the black homies that were like bangers, they would all just be like, "Man, you into that Satan shit? That satanic <laughs> shit."
0: Marilyn Manson was a threat. That's crazy. Oh, big time. Yeah. It was pretty shocking back then, I guess. Yeah, it was, just, then, it was just
2: the theatrics of it and all that yeah. stuff. But I if mean, you don't have a context for it. Yeah, if, you don't, have, yeah, yeah. if yeah. you don't have a, yeah. Yeah. If like, you don't I could know. look at that as a kid and be like, oh, he's, I mean, it's, yeah. you know, it's fucking Fuck. shocking.
1: Yeah, it's shock, yeah, it's shock like, rock. Yeah, shock yeah.
0: rock. Yeah. K-Rock, shock rock. Yeah. yeah. K-Rocker.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was a thing. Yeah, they would call you K-Rocker. Yeah. Um,
0: do you consider yourself <laughs> an optimist or pessimist?
1: I think for a long time I've been a pessimist. I think I'm somewhere in the middle. And I feel like I've because I fight with cynicism a lot, I'm real cynical. Mm, yeah. You know, I'm really cynical. And, and sometimes my comedy comes from cynicism. Like, you know, my comedy comes from saying, ah, fuck that, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, and... And I don't always mean it, but I think comedy does co- sometimes come from cynicism. I heard Colin Quinn, who's one of my favorite comedians. Amazing. Yeah. Which if, if anybody wants to watch one of my favorite specials, it's called Colin Quinn, New York Story. Yeah. And it's him doing all the, ca- it's a show and it's all about the different, uh, he does jokes, race jokes. Yeah. About all the different groups in New York. Okay. That's and amazing. he does it, like pulls it off in a way that's like loving. And ball bust. Is that an old thing or new something new? It it came out like maybe five years ago. Okay. It's dope. So okay. funny. Mm-hmm. And um he would just um but he I remember one time he said this thing that he says, you know, the thing about comedy is that there's nothing funny about like if you go to Starbucks or a coffee shop in the morning and there's ten people in front of you, and you go, ah, you know what, we all need our coffee. inherently that's not funny but if (laughs) but if you go into a coffee shop and you see 10 people in front of you and you think to yourself don't these motherfuckers know that i need my coffee more than them inherently that's a little funnier yeah yeah. yeah. (laughs) so it's weird though because i feel like it's a thing that i struggle with because sometimes just you know being like having depression and having like things for feeling angry about things sometimes i feel like i get so I get depressed or angry about Still shit. to this day. And cynical. Yeah, I get cynical and, you know, I just go get cynical. But then sometimes what helps me is listening to, like, shit. Like, you know, sometimes I think about, like, in that Joe Strummer documentary, The Future is Unwritten. Yeah. There's a part where The Clash was playing some big festival out here. And he said, isn't it amazing that we're all alive at this moment right now? Yeah. Yeah. And... When I see shit like that, I go, yeah, that is amazing. So it's cool. And that's why I love. And that's what's great about punk. You want to listen to some nihilistic shit? You can listen to Dead Boys and get angry, you know. And you can listen to some shit that feels. And sometimes if you want to feel like. A little more positive about life and fighting you can put on eye against eye yeah man mm-hmm. you know you can listen to h2o so it's like therapeutic you know? for you music yeah for sure. yeah it's therapeutic and i think i battle man i really battle between b2 and you know what's the funny thing is is i feel my pessimism doesn't come from hatred it comes from like it comes from within where i just get not angry the old, at myself yeah. and like, you're a hard critic to yourself yeah i'm a hard critic or i'm cynical and you know it's like Even with the
0: success right now you're having everything you're still like oh yeah I'm, feel like you're not good enough or you're yeah, like harsh yeah. on yourself
1: yeah i'm always saying that <laughs> i said man it's like my lady sometimes she'll, we have this joke where i always tell them where my lady sometimes will look at me like staring off into the void and she'll be like, what are you thinking about, about how miserable you are? And I go, yes, exactly. <laughs> and then, but I will tell her, I go, I go, you should be, you know, what's so good. You know how I know this is a good relationship. I go, because I'm, I'm happy with you, but I'm still miserable. Mm. And then I go, if suddenly you were the cure to my m- depression, then this wouldn't be a healthy relationship. Mm. you know this wouldn't be a healthy relationship is that like i can distinguish the two i know there's something probably internally wrong with me but i'm also very happy with you yeah yeah you know so Mm -hmm. it's that what
0: do you try to do to work on it do you exercise right now nothing (laughs) you've had therapy or anything either
1: i've never had therapy i'm not opposed to it i just started doing it 52 yeah i I saw on your instagram i thought that was so dope i'm not opposed to it i
0: was scared too my whole life man he's had it too anger management a long time ago
1: I'm Yeah. Uh I'm not opposed to it. I know I'm scared of it, but I'm, I'm not scared, opposed I was to scared.
0: it. Nobody in my family's ever got except for me, dude. Yeah.
1: Nobody yeah, same. Like breakdowns. You know what I mean? Yeah. But and I'm not opposed to it. Because you deserve to be happy. Yeah. And then so it's just one of those crazy things where now like yeah, I feel like I probably in a real way, like doing stand up makes me happy. Shit like that really makes me happy. You know It's gotta be therapeutic for both of you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Telling yeah. you true I mean, story, making people yeah. laugh. I, I always tell
2: people you know, like that's that's where I feel one hundred percent is when I'm on stage doing stand up. It's the most one hundred percent I think I I feel as far as like fulfillment. Yes. And yeah. um you know, I just love being up there. I don't I don't feel like not that I feel like like I'm faking anything in general. like it's like it's I not just forced. feel forced. It's not forced, it's just fucking me. Like I don't have to I could just totally be me up there. Like I don't have to like uh like in a sense of like if I'm in i got to do some meeting and i go talk to some people and it's like you know or, or like at a, at a job you know like working a job you kind of got to you know attain these type of you know specific yeah. things at, at, at a job and would stand up like that i just feel like that's just 100 like 100 my world yeah you know what i mean it's just the it's the yeah. best feeling on earth like i don't know i just i just fucking adore it yeah you know, or even for me sometimes me like,
1: like being alone helps me reset myself okay you know what i mean like it'll come from this place where i go uh i'm too sad but then i'll spend some time alone and i'll be able to contextualize things and be like all right like you know being alone is helpful going out for walks going out trying to get in better shape things like that you know just like i recently listened i went back and listened to your Andrew Huberman podcast. Yeah. And that was real inspirational because dude. I because I, like, I fight with cynicism and depression a lot. So, you know, like just hearing that dude and then oh, that, that fool comes from
0: punk. He's covered in tests, bro. ranting And he test. comes they from get, punk. He's one yeah. of us, Dog bro. Went, yeah. He was like a squatter, dude. Fucking Isn't listening to that
1: episode blew my mind. Yeah. Bro. Blew he's, my mind.
0: He's helping so many people just like yeah. breaking things down. We all can understand it the way he talks. Yeah. Yeah but he is one of us he's a skater punker yep Rancid's his favorite band as you know he yeah. has a song queued up every time he flies
1: yeah it's so crazy like, <laughs> like he's so inspirational <laughs> he's like, giving away this free jam yeah. for us talked yeah. about seeing you and Rancid like, know, in, SB, like in Santa Barbara it talks about like Stiff Little Fingers loving Joe yeah. drummer. like just crazy That was just so we're all connected bro yeah. from this shit you know? so a lot of that shit and we're all
2: placed in like a lot of different areas that most people would never guess yeah you know no. what I mean yeah
1: that's so, why I loved it. I love. That's why I love yeah, it. We're all yeah. connected Through this. Fucking so I feel music. like I, it's to me, it's it's a battle for between cynicism and op, and optimism, pessimism okay. and optimism, and mm-hmm. and it's good. I feel like it keeps me fighting. Yeah. Yeah, keeps me fighting. But so, you're in a
0: good place in your life. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm in a good place in my life. How old are you now? Uh, thir- 38. Damn, you young, man. Mm, yeah. Do you want to have kids? Yeah, me and my lady talk about having kids. Awesome. I feel like it's a good thing. I'm down to have kids. And yeah, we talk about it and probably, man, maybe try next year or yeah. something. And Damn it, 30s. Yeah. You're
0: both in your 30s. It's crazy, man. Yeah.
1: yeah. Fuck. You look young as hell, though, dude. Thank you, man. Yeah. 52
0: right now.
2: I remember when I first met you, you told me your age. I was like, there's no fucking
0: way.
1: Yeah. I, didn't, I life, a, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, that no, really, what, that's what it is, man. Yeah. That's what it is. You don't have like it's good. You don't have that shit in your body that ages you use that way. You know? Yeah. 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 It's
0: crazy. Never it did anything, man. It's crazy. Just water.
1: You You know what's so crazy? <laughs> I truly admire that from you. Thank like you, I don't man. regret the stuff I've done. I never. But when I meet someone who never fucked with anything, I what I admire about that is the discipline. Yeah. To just yeah. nah, I'm good. Like, yeah. And. And like I said, I have no regret about any shit I've done, whether it was dark, you know, in regards to drinking or drugs. And but I just it's just so crazy. I just like when I meet someone that hasn't done it, I go, that's dope. You just never I don't know. I think just respecting straight edge from being a like, even though I wasn't and respecting that it was a discipline like and it was counterculture it's a way to say i'm not gonna put that shit in my body like mm-hmm. yeah or these going
0: against society in the norm going to, and yeah, in the sp- norm yeah. 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 yeah like this
1: shit is there's a righteousness to it that i go yeah that's dope yeah you know dope. thank you yeah
0: well it's like crazy i faced everything in my life i faced sober yeah everything i went through yeah but now it's led me to therapy and i can talk about my whole life now Well, yeah i mean yeah. I've facing not God a lot of people can yet. say that yeah. Like,
2: yeah i mean when i was fucked up i mean i was i turned to alcohol yeah you know yeah. yeah. You did it all sober. It's crazy. You know? I don't
0: know how the fuck I did this because I'm such a spaz, you know me, hyperactive fucking yeah. person. Yeah. I don't have addictive personality, but I just, I don't know, I just, just it was the timing in my life and I was 11 years old and I was a skater and yeah. my I thread I heard them and I was like, this is fucking so cool. Yeah. It just happened. I don't know, man.
1: Yeah, it's great. I mean, I yeah, that's what I respect the shit out of all that edge stuff so much. Like I, And the fact that like, you know, even hearing ian talk about you know it was just a choice for me yeah you know, personal I, choice it's a personal choice i have friends that, is, who, that he didn't make it about anybody you know, else yeah. yeah and you know it became a culture to a lot of people in a way to yeah. live it became, and, became all kinds of things gangs yeah it became so, movements it, that, that's what's so crazy shit, it became bro. gangs it became movements Violent. became violence like i remember hearing about like dog don't go to no earth crisis show smoking a cigarette <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yo, shout out to my brother, probably listening to you. shout yeah. out to Earth Crisis, my my. Friend. I, yeah. I remember hearing that as a kid. Hey, boy, don't be
1: going to no Earth Crisis, smoking no <laughs> cigarette with beer, those fools will bang on you. Like and Earth Crisis wouldn't do that. I'm speaking to yeah. them, but. Yeah. but just you know hearing like you, about like you them. Hear
0: yeah. People
2: talk shit. You yeah. know, yeah, I love that that those stories through the man. scenes. Through the scenes different where it's like, posts. oh, this yeah.
0: person's like this. And it's before like before the internet too. Like these. This yeah. is before and you had legend. Yes, you believed it.
1: Yeah, you believed <laughs> it. Shout out to Earth Crisis. who are yeah. still
0: straight-edge and vegan though.
1: Yeah. Just shout out to them. Really yeah, Shout out to Earth Crisis. But I just remember hearing shit like that. Hey, don't be going to some of these shows. straight-edge shows. they'll bang on you, dog. Like and
0: that's you're Growing up in like a too <laughs> yeah, tour, yep, like, yeah, now you can't go to a Harker show and feel safe because, yeah, you're probably, funny. wow, you're in that.
1: but that all know. that drama. I love it, I it's know. part of it, it's part like of it. you know, that's you the need excitement
0: th- of all the th- shit, too. You're th- talking th- about,
1: yeah,
0: the scariness of it, the yeah. intensity yeah. of it, just like, a, uh, yeah, it's so crazy. Yeah, I
1: don't mind all that. shit The only shit that, the only. All the dark aspects, I don't mind. The only dark shit I've always hated was the like, if you, all the boneheads, all the Nazis, Bro. fuck all that shit. But fuck yeah. All that shit. yeah, I remember going to like Orange County or IE shows and bumping into like boneheads, like yeah. Nazi dudes. Bonus skinny. to
0: listeners are skinhead Nazis. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck,
1: man, fighting with those fools. Like sometimes, like I remember one time we went to a Hootenanny festival. Hootenanny, yeah. Yeah, Hootenanny festival, and we just went because it was like. It Social was like, D, had Social on D, D was on it, and X and Joe Strummer and the Mescaleros were on. Remember it. that one? And then it was me and my friends went, and then there was a lot of boneheads there. I remember standing next to some fool, and I was like, "Who had a Hitler tattoo?" Wow, I said, man. "Man, I said I'm moving away from this motherfucker." And then it was like it was probably like <sighs> a a, a sizable little chunk of Latinos. And then we saw some black dudes. Hey, come kick it with us! <laughs> like, yeah, and yeah, then wow. saw some Asian dudes. Hey, let's all kick it together! Yeah, like, yeah. you wow. know, like some non-racist skinheads. Hey, let's all kick it together! Like, sharp skins. Yeah, yeah. sharps yeah. and all that. But like, nothing popped off, really. Oh, it popped off! Okay. Like, there, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. There, things would pop off. Like, Damn. yeah, I remember had some show out in like, I we got chased out. Like. You know, like, by some boneheads and stuff like that. But, you know. What's
2: funny is that they, they pull up to these shows, and meanwhile, they're all outnumbered. Like yeah. not thinking, all the time, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, depending on the size of the show. Y- yeah. You know
1: what's so funny? Today, I was like thinking about something. I go, it made, or a few weeks ago, it made me feel bad. I go, I go, man, nobody likes y'all. <laughs> I go, what's funny is you yeah. don't like anyone. Yeah, but you nobody, like likes, you, but no, y'all. No, nobody <laughs> likes y'all. Nobody likes y'all. That is it's, funny.
0: It's so fucking true. Yeah. It's so true, especially with you things people are talking about now with all yeah, that, shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. that shit yeah fuck that's a crazy <laughs> world man
1: crazy ass world man but <laughs> i remember seeing those fools at shows sometimes like when you would go out to like never in la you know no but never in la but never in
0: new york city either yeah jersey pennsylvania connecticut yep. yes you we never in the melting pot hell
2: yeah. i'd see him in arizona yeah but it only it'd only be when i would go to a metal show yeah mm.
1: Out here, we would find it at like in shows out in the IE Orange County, yeah. Because Orange County had that whole Orange Curtain thing, they would call it, yeah. Wow. So you, you would hear about you would hear about stuff like that. I remember even as a kid, people saying like, "Yo, there's a night at Chain Reaction, don't go because there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of like Nazis really? there." Wow. Yeah. Or it's like crazy, you know. Some of those even in Long Beach, like they had some skinhead gangs that mm-hmm. came out because you know. Some of those fools working class too, you know, and fortunately like they, they lost sight of working class solidarity, Yeah, you know, Mm. that like, hey, we're all in this together, you know what I mean? And it was just one of those things like, I mean, without getting into specifics, hearing about like some of, there's a, there's like a skinhead gang out there that started as a punk gang, Mm. you know, that were inspired by rudimentary P9. Mm-hmm. And then became a gang on their own yeah. thing and you. all that shit. So yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's just like the world of punk is, in, uh it's crazy. It's, it's so crazy. many different, so many different things. Man. Taken, you know what I mean? And oh,
0: sounds and styles and yeah. Yeah. positive, negative, aggressive, passive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No slam dancing, but fucking mosh. Yep. Yeah. No stage diving, but set it off like different. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, yeah, different things. <sighs> and it, you know, it's all with a. Except for the racism, all the different things are all valid. Yeah. You know, except for the bone, boneheads aren't valid to me. But nah, like, same. But like... Uh, Which I don't know why they even show up. Yeah. I know. Like, why man. do you show up? But you know, what's crazy is like I was talking... It's all valid to me. Even if I'm not into it, I go, that's your version of it. Yeah. You know, that's your version of it and that's cool. Yeah. Like, I remember talking to Damien from Fucked Up mm-hmm. and he said... That's how I see it too. He goes... He-, he said a quote that just stuck with me that like... I recently talked to him and he said that his friend or someone said you're everybody is someone's poser
3: mm. mm-hmm. so
1: in that sense it's all valid like everybody yeah. likes you know like like even, even we're all the, posers yeah we're all, all started poses. somewhere yeah. 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 yeah 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 i started somewhere he yeah. goes "Somebody is everybody's poser somebody yep yeah. great point yeah, yeah. A someone a very is very great point. yeah something like that he said that yeah. like just really stuck with me and i go yeah, yeah. you're right like you know even if I'm not into some a certain subgenre or like, if that's somebody's punk though, and that's cool. If that's helping you, you know, yeah, That's mm-hmm. all of our shit
0: might be different, but it's all. Yeah. All might be different. Yep. Well, fuck, man. Well, thank you for being here. Yeah, man. Yeah, thanks. thanks dude. Really thank dude. you guys great, for me. Dude. This was dope, yeah. man. I'm really stoked for everything you're working on. See what happens oh, next. I'm thanks, stoked man. for the second I'm just season i I'm stoked for this podcast. You of seem like
1: you have some good success on this, like yeah. up you, man. off, man. Thank you, man. Yeah. Thanks
0: for being here. I'm psyched for season two, man. Yeah. Thank yeah. you,
1: man. Appreciate it.
0: Really cool. Thanks for being yeah. here, too, yeah. Chappelle. Yeah, always, hey, man. Th- and people just can find you on social media, yeah, right? Yeah.
1: Social media on Instagram at ChrisStroud85 and then on Twitter. Uh, are you on twitter t- twitter it's chris at chris estrada 85 and then on instagram at chris estrada comic
0: okay yep you can all find right. you can find them on the twitter and the instagram world yeah. also check on out the this fool and, on hulu yeah and then you have stuff on youtube stuff like that yeah stuff yeah. like they can find you have a channel too on youtube or no?
1: shitty ass channel i gotta work on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> especially yeah. now man now he yep. searching for you yep. yep yep working on that all right yeah. man. well thank all you right. man, man thank you. you thank you bye everybody
0: bye I always ask my guests if they have any regrets. I personally don't have any regrets. Even when it comes to my tattoos, I have the silliest tattoos, even my ET on my leg. It's still a childhood memory for me and I love it. I've had tattoos on top of tattoos strictly because I wanted more tattoos. I started getting tattoos when I was 18. I'm 52 now and I can't stop. I've had lazy treatment before on something on my arm. It's four tattoos on top of each other. And that experience at that place was pretty fast. It was pretty cold. It was in and out, swiped the credit card, do not really tell me much, didn't give me much details of anything that was going to happen. So I never went back. So as of most recently, I'm so lucky enough to have had two sessions at Removery Tattoo Removal. My tattoo on my arm looks like a big black blob, is now super light, I've had two sessions. I have a long road ahead of me. None of this stuff happens overnight. You cannot take a tattoo off in one sitting. You have to be patient and it's painful. They ice you up, it's super fast. To me, it felt like a bunch of rubber bands. But what's more painful than that is looking at something on your body that you think you're stuck with for the rest of your life. That sucks. But now for me, I'm really happy I started this journey. I'm slowly going to get this tattoo removed. I never thought in a million years I have any kind of real estate on my arm. I don't even know what I want, but it's exciting. I'm so honored to announce that One Life One Chance podcast is now with Removery. I have a code. Use TOBYH20 and get $100 off your first session. Call 866-934-4570 or go to Removery.com, one of the most experienced tattoo removal companies in the world. Over 600,000 removal treatments done. 100 locations, U.S., Canada, and Australia. State-of-the-art away laser technology, cryo technology to reduce any discomfort. This is so exciting for me because all I do in these podcasts is talk about tattoos. From day one, if you've been listening to this podcast, talk about tattoos, talk about getting removed, talk about getting covered up. So this is such a perfect fit for me. Once again, go to Removery.com. Or call 866-934-4570. Use my code TOBYH20 and get $100 off. These guys are located everywhere. Try it out. Yo, people always ask me what kind of frames I'm rocking. I've been rocking Caddis for a couple years. They make amazing progressive readers, which I wear. Also, they make sunglass readers, anti-glare, anti-smudge coating, anti scratcher anti-aging. That's why I look mad young when I wear them. I'm just kidding. Um, but they make amazing frames. is so stoked to have you guys part of the podcast. You can go to caddislifecom slash toby10 and get $10 off your first purchase. Stoked. Thank you, Caddis. Welcome to the fam. Yo, yo, Liquid Death. Thank you so much for hydrating all my guests. You get free shipping on any items you order from liquiddeath.com. Thank you so much, Liquid Death. Death to plastic, murder your thirst. Stay hydrated. You know H2O saves lives.